0: What's up my friends? Welcome back. Another special edition, another special episode of the New Evangelicals Podcast. So we're releasing this on a Wednesday. This is one of those midweek episodes. I did a response video with trip Four to a Christian nationalist podcast that happened at Turning Point USA's America Fest. Now, if you don't know, I actually attended that event. I went in December, 11,000 people, all kinds of Christian nationalist leaders and far-right pundits were there. And there was an interview that went down with Johnny Root, who is a Turning Point um, USA faith. I believe he's on staff with them. He's also a contributor and someone named Virgil Walker, who is one of the main people behind the G3 ministries, a very conservative, reformed kind of um, organization. And Virgil was on site at America Fest talking about, can you be a Democrat and be a Christian? So Tripp and I have been talking over the past few months, and I've been sending him a lot of this stuff because he's not really tapped into the world of Christian nationalism, and it seems like he gets more and more shocked. So what happened was is he reached out to me a few weeks ago was like hey let's do a response video like let's have some fun let's just do a response video do you have any ideas i said oh do i have the perfect episode for us to respond to so we went through this kind of piece by piece this was a lot of fun all right the the goal of course is never to dehumanize but at the same time there were moments where we just both had our jaws dropped like what do we do with some of the rhetoric that really it it folds in on itself. And you'll hear this kind of as we go through the episode over and over again. So this is kind of a fun episode. It's a way for us to respond to some stuff that we see in a more long form uh, way. So I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. It was so much fun. Hey, feedback would be helpful here because if you guys like this kind of format with me and trip, we want to do more of these, but only if it makes sense for you. So if you find this helpful and a little entertaining at the same time, give us some feedback. You can DM me on uh, the New Evangelicals Instagram. You could email me, podcast at the New Evangelicals.com. You can let Trip Fuller know on, on his stuff. So let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. So of course, friends, thank you so much for being here for listening to the episode, for sharing it. If you want to support the work that we do, um, you can share the episode. That, that's one of the easiest ways. Or you can donate. We are a nonprofit organization holding space for thousands of people. All right. Without further ado, my friends, here is my response video with trip Fuller to a Turning Point Faith podcast episode between Johnny Root and Virgil Walker. Talk to you all later. Oh yeah!
1: What is up, everybody? Uh, this is Trip, and I'm here with Tim from the New Evangelicals, and this is a uh, a, a podcasting crossover experiment. Um, and and now Tim's going to set this up, but I just want to say, w- look, uh, I, I I've I've not been anywhere near American evangelicalism for such a long time that I I I thought. It had, you know, stayed the same level of kind of wild from back in the day, you know, when before I could drink. Well, it hasn't, and I didn't know this till I became friends with Tim and the new evangelicals. And then I'll see him say something on Instagram. I am like, "Whoa, dude, that's a bit, it's a bit over the top." Uh, and then he's like, "No, no, no, I wasn't exaggerating." And I start getting these links. Well now that we're friends and the internet knows it drives me nuts, they just started showing me these people I've started having to mute. All these people you complain about because they just come up in my feed and then I get angry. And uh, and and them gets my angry text messages about random stuff where I'm like this is not real. No one pays attention to this. And he's like, "Yes." So, uh like I we were talking about it and I said, "Okay, we should try watching uh podcasts." that involves this train wreck and see what happens. That was our, I don't know exactly how the idea was formulated, but that's how we got here. Yep. So this is a test. We yep. promise we will have fun. We have no idea if anyone else will, but um, you know, I'm optimistic, you know, Tim, this do you tell, you tell your version of how he got here. This is, uh, this is a learning experience watching some podcasts. That, and I haven't prepared. Um, hopefully, my years of graduate education and ministry and such will, will will prepare me for whatever theological brilliance is about to take place.
0: <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I I am giddy with excitement. I, I must. I, I I can't hide it. I've been looking forward to this 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 attempt to respond to a podcast episode. So yes, the, what you heard from Trip is accurate. You know, um, I I don't want to. I don't want to thank myself too much, but if it wasn't for me, Tripp wouldn't be here, nor would he be aware of of what Christian nationalists are doing in America. So, you know, um, I kind of uh, I'm kind of the conduit. So no worries, Trip. You're welcome in, in, ahead of time. But yes, oh, I mean, um, <laughs> it is true. I mean, I do follow Christian nationalism pretty closely. I've, I've been watching how, how it's been evolving and shifting and really embedding itself in I mean uh, predominantly white evangelical spaces but new data just came out from PRRI that that shows it really is a multi-ethnic movement in in the born again evangelical space. So, um the podcast that we're going to be responding to um is I actually was there when it happened, okay? So, this podcast took place at something called America Fest. Now, I'm going to assume for, your audience might not have any context. Let me just kind of give them a, a brief overview. America Fest is put on by an organization called Turning Point USA. The founder of Turning Point USA, his name is Charlie Kirk. This is a pretty big um, uh, right-wing think tank that is is massive. I mean they they, they do about 55 million dollars in funding every year and they they do this yearly thing called America Fest where they really bring in the who's who of far-right pundits and politicians and personalities to to do this 4-day event. Now, someone who follows me who is kind of kind of has one foot in that door, likes some of my content, because we critique evangelical spaces who abuse children. And he's really passionate about that. So he said, hey, listen, we don't agree on a lot, but I will fly you out to attend this event. And I said, hell, yes. How could I not say yes to going here to really soak in the culture? So the the I had you,
1: you, you, uh you did it with discernment, though. Right. Tons, like, so much. All right, all right. Yeah, just making yeah. sure. If I wanted to make sure, if if someone came by and cut you right now, you wouldn't just start bleeding red, white, and blue, and and uh, be like, "Look, I bleed America just like Jesus."
0: Just red, just red trip. Um, yeah. So. So the other part that's important here is that Turning Point USA has has another wing of their organization called Turning Point Faith. Okay, so this is a wing of the organization devoted really to courting evangelicals into their Christian nationalist cause. So one example of this is Luke Barnett, who's the pastor of Dream City Church. It's a mega church in Arizona, about 25,000 people strong. He's really close to this organization and, ha- and has launched many of these events from their own platform. So, you know, Matt, uh, not Matt Walsh, but Candace Owens might speak there at some point or or even Tucker Carlson will, will kind of speak in this church circuit. So what we're going to watch is a podcast interview between someone named Johnny Hunt, who is one of the Turning Point Faith-like contributors slash employees. He works for Turning Point USA. And this person named Virgil Walker, who is the executive director of operations for G3 Ministries. G3 Ministries is the conservative aspect of the Southern Baptist Convention. So they would say that someone like Tim Keller is a woke liberal evangelical because Tim Keller is a moderate conservative, okay? Uh, That's the level of (laughs) far-right theology that we're talking about here. Moderate
1: conservative Tim Keller.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to thread the needle here. It's probably just
1: because he lives in New York. They were yeah. like, can a real Bible believing Christian live in New York City?
0: <laughs> and he uses the word justice sometimes. Therefore, he's a woke evangelical, right? So, so Virgil Walker and this whole G Three Ministries—they platform people like John MacArthur. They're really into that far right, almost like Doug Wilson adjacent. For those of you, who know, you know who that is. So, so this is a, an interview between Johnny Hunt of Turning Point Faith and Virgil Walker of G Three, and um, you know the rest is history.
1: Wow, history history well look um i i want you to know that when tim and i were talking about doing this and he's like well you you, here's some options i'm like no i'm not listening to these things twice and we had he had one he wanted to do and then he was like nope we got to do this one so um if you start waving your hand at any point tim i'll pause it Uh, we're not going to rewind because I don't really feel like experiencing any part of it like twice. Because we just got to give our authentic responses, you know. Yeah. um And yeah. So we'll see how this goes.
0: You can I add one thing before oh, we start you can recording? add
1: whatever. You, no, we're recording. Like you,
0: I, I meant like before. <laughs> no, I, I meant like before we start know, re- actually responding. All right, I know. I know um, so yes, the, w- one of the reasons why I think this is really important. Is Yes, it obviously will be hilarious. I think it's important to point out the absurdity of this. But more importantly, these institutions and organizations have a lot of uh, power in the evangelical culture that has a lot of political power and a lot of societal power. So even though Christian nationalism and Christian nationalists are not the majority demographic in America, it's about 30% of Americans, they're incredibly well-funded and incredibly influential in their adjacent circles. So it is important to recognize what's being said in places that wield a ton of political influence and in, in how they're voting. And so unpacking this stuff, I think is important. And also we can have some fun while doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, here we go. Here we go. Um, it, and this would be the first podcast, uh, I haven't listened to at double speed in years. So, <laughs> uh, that's because I just want to, you know, like take what they're saying really seriously, Tim,
0: <laughs> do you want to give the, the, the YouTube title of this video?
1: Um. Uh, can you be a Christian and vote blue? Well,
0: I mean, like the YouTube channel will say it, like when you pull it up.
1: Oh, okay. I'm gonna hit play, and it's okay. gonna pop up on our screen. All right. All right. We, we're also testing this technology, so we'll <laughs> yeah. see. here we go. Here Not we go.
2: Hey, everybody. We're at AmericaFest 2022, and I'm with my good friend Virgil Walker. We we just met in person. Yes. Just recently here, yes. and it's been amazing seeing how bold you are oh, online. Right. And I'm geeking out right now that I get to talk to you right now. Oh, Thanks, brother.
1: I, you I like geeking so out on it's podcast, been awesome. Him. The
2: people have been phenomenal. Uh, it's, been uh, it's been great to connect with
3: everybody, an eclectic group, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own ideas and issues that they're really passionate about. But they're all doing it with a, with a real lens toward what does God have to say about these things? Yep. Um, that's been awesome. That's been absolutely absolute oh, support. So what do you think about this
0: political? So just so we're clear. This is – I want to just make sure I'm very clear. This is Johnny Root, Virgil Walker, and the title on YouTube is the Can You Be a Christian and Vote Blue slash Be Pro-Choice? And the thumbnail says A Biblical Perspective on Politics, Abortion, CRT, Inclusion, and Culture. So that's kind of what we're we're about to dive into, the biblical perspective trip, not any
1: other perspective. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just throw out yes is the answer for – for this.
2: Right now. Because you got a lot of people that will be like, Virgil, you went to that Turning Point USA event. Like, right. how Christian nationalist are you? Right, 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 right. right. Well, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, what we do believe, the way that we,
3: we operate our faith, has to have impact in culture. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and one of the vehicles yeah. that we've been given in, in, a, in a republic, uh, in a democracy, is the avenue of, of voting. It's the avenue yeah. of talking about these issues. We live in a society where we can talk about issues of faith and, and without fear, at least, at least for the most part. Part, right. Yep. At least for right now, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, we should we should we should leverage that every believer at least should be right able now what they believe out in the public square. I think what's beginning to happen is culture, for the most part. When we say culture, biblically speaking, cult, in, in the Bible, when we when we use the word culture, the scripture uses the world, yep. right? And so when we look at what the world has to say and what the world wants us to do, their preference would be for guys like you and me to operate within the four walls of a church. Mm-hmm. And really, at the end of the day, if 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 COVID or something like that hit. They would rather us operate at home In silence mm-hmm. so long as we maintain Our faith in those spaces we're fine Right but as, as soon as we get out In the public square and begin not only Worshipping God as we should oh. in the local Church but living out that faith In, in, in the public yeah. square that We begin to see persecution
0: You're
1: this guy okay, One like, That culture in the Bible Just as the world is stupid I don't like It one the phrase the world gets used in a whole host of different ways. I'm assuming he's using it, how it gets used in the gospel of John. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the, where the world there is identified with what kills Jesus. Now, Tim, I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, in the gospel of John, when Jesus is being condemned to death, uh, they're like pilots, like, Hey, Jesus, what is truth?" And he said, "Well, unless you open up the churches, I'm not going to tell you." <laughs> and uh and yeah. and Pilate's like, "What?" And and see the gospel writers didn't really write down everything Jesus said. Uh but have you seen is Jesus ever reported to wear a mask in any of the gospels? No. No. Because he's resisting the world. That's now, right. It, but see, I do think the it, it's important. Like, if you pay attention to Scripture, the 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 especially the Gospels, the conflict between Jesus are within like three big groups. You have the conflict with the imperial colonialist power in Rome. You got the conflict with uh, the moneyed elite who. Abandon their neighbors uh, for cooperation with Roman imperialism. Think tax collectors, this kind uh, kind of group, uh, and and so any any affluent person that doesn't help uh, the poor and allies with the oppressor negative. And then what's the third one? Uh, uh, religious 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 bigots. Though, like if you thought of like who does Jesus uh, ministry conflict, it's those three. So I'm looking forward to him explaining how uh, since you know we're going to stick it to the world. We would identify the world with perverse, like religion, economics, and politics. Biblically speaking, and so they're obviously being biblical. So yeah, I'm excited about this.
0: No, I mean I, I, they're setting it up for a real, a real solid conversation.
1: Yeah, praise the Lord.
0: In culture in the
2: world right now, obviously, we can go about the LGBTQ issues, we can go to basically you can identify as whatever you want, right? Uh, but there's other issues that are happening from people that are behind there's the some others, right? Like you have, you have pastors yeah. that are saying, No, just
1: fighting exploitive I capitalism, want to start growing some oh, no.
2: weed uh, on church property, oh, like, and if, aren't the menus gonna show up, right? right? I can get this community to show up and you know, my church is gonna be explode, right? Because right. everyone's getting baked on Christ, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't that insane?
1: Look, Jehovah Wana um, is a real Georgia, ministry opportunity. And the you're
3: talking about is Jamal Bryan. <laughs> yep. Right? And and he goes on a on a on a podcast and says, Hey, I I, I want the people in my church to smell like weed. <laughs> I'm thinking, have you lost your mind, like,
2: what, what What are we promoting? Maybe he was honored during that time. He could have been. He, could, he, he well could have been. But
3: uh, weeks before, right after oh, the Dobbs decision, oh he was my. the same pastor that was out saying that he you know, he was pro-choice, that, that if we believed, if, 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 oh. we, if Americans America's believe uh, in being choice, that he would have, person. and he kind of gave this Obviously. like he a back and forth, a, a kind of shout and call with his congregation on the issue of pro-choice. Uh, he, he was not an advocate for lives being saved. He was an mm. advocate for... For the idea that, that women should have bodily autonomy and be able to do what they want with their bodies, mm-hmm. even and up to the murder of a child. And so to, to think about that, in, in John, in, in with the idea, of the backdrop of his church is called New Birth Missionary <laughs> Baptist Church. I mean, make New it Birth. Sense. It doesn't make sense. Only in that kind of an environment.
1: Okay. Um, that's a train wreck, Tim. I know that, one, I uh, I know... I know I know a lot of, uh, I've been to a lot of churches and a lot of them with people that uh, may uh, engage in recreational use of marijuana. And I've never been at one that smelled like it. (laughs) Okay. Because, you know, that smells off-putting to people sometimes. Right. So usually, usually churches figure out ways of of making the space a place you can, you can gather. And obviously some people when they're not at church might smoke cigarettes, it smells gross. Weed smells not nearly as bad as cigarettes. I love the smell of pipe tobacco and cigars. I would love a church, but everyone wouldn't. So I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, maybe what he's wanting to point out is that this minister might have a bad idea of growth strategy because if your church smells like smoke, it's not secondhand smoke is problematic. And because, I don't know. He trusts the science. Like he doesn't want to, you know, like I'm just thinking of, uh, he's like,
0: I gotta be I honest. When, when, when I first watched this interviews, I already watched it a couple of times. So I, I was doing my own work on it. watched but it a couple of times. i watched it, I think twice because I was, I, I did my own response, but I never posted it because we were going to do this instead. And I thought to myself, this is a weird curveball to talk about like marijuana being this problematic thing. But I mean, okay. Like I, I, I guess if you don't want to smoke marijuana, Uh, uh, all right. It's just one of those things. It's like, what? Okay, dude, like to each his own, I guess. I don't know why this is a a central issue to your theology. Oh, it's
1: very, very,
0: very Well, it's also linked to, 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 you know, being a pro-choice Christian. If you are pro-choice, you automatically smoke. It just, there's a connection there.
1: Well, and and here's a question like, have you ever met a pro-choice Christian who, like, is down for murdering babies. I mean, he just says that offhand as it, like, I understand that if you, like, have a rather naive understanding of the biological development of a human that, and involve, like, magic soul getting inserted when a sperm fertilizes an egg or whatever, like, you might think, oh, that's murder. I mean, probably also support people that do IVF, and there's a giant contradiction if you wanted to be internally consistent about it but, and all that kind of stuff. But like the the idea that you're being persuasive or alluring to anyone when uh, someone who just has a different opinion that's animated by their deep values and faith that you just then like, oh, they like murdering babies? Like, it's like I know plenty of plural choice Christians. None of them are like, you know what's great? Abortions. Let's just do them all the time. And it's like if they don't like it, they they freak out. Just like that stupid. Uh, they're freaking out about like the the, the dance at the Grammys. Oh yeah. Like you're like, come on, come on. Like, well, th- that really wasn't a satanic ritual. What's and important also. Here- yeah. Satan's been defeated so why are you losing sleep about it but i don't know i just i just believe the bible so
0: you know i mean the, the the this is this kind of rhetoric of murdering children relating it to abortion is actually pretty common in these spaces i mean i again i was here for the four days that this event took place with 11,000 people and that's the only way abortion is talked about is that we live in a society that that wants to sacrifice children to moloch that that's a very popular piece of language that i hear a lot in these spaces and ultimately that that's the perspective is that you know if you support uh, being a pro-choice Christian, you are supporting just murdering toddlers, essentially, just 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 killing them and then laughing about it. Of course, I have found out pretty quickly that this is the same group who I don't know wants no. No further access to uh, birth control that would minimize these un, these un, um, unplanned pregnancies, or even sex education, because you know having sex before marriage is sinful. So they really find themselves in the catch twenty two that only comes down to them making legislations that everyone else must listen to, while while absolutely not advocating at all for the people who are in these situations and didn't, and, and and never planned to be, frankly. So
1: here here's a here's a thing that kind of frustrates me in this conversation, like the especially since being back in. The- South, I've talked to a few um, new acquaintances that are Christian that bring this up. And the thing I always respond is I said, Well, if your solutions involve destroying a multi-ethnic, multi-religious democracy, then I think we have a very serious problem. Right. And yeah. underneath so many of those assumptions is that w- the world we need is one where we have the we use the arm of the state to coerce people into uh, uh, acting out what we think they're conscience should force them to, you know, it's, it's, let's use, let's use the power of the state to force people to perform what we want. And, um, I get, uh, that there's this, uh, ongoing conversation in democracies as to what times we use the force of the state. Uh, But, um, when it comes down to an opinion that even, uh, the practice of large numbers of your own people don't do, Right. Like, you know, I remember finding out that I was the only person in my accountability group that actually was a virgin when they got married. <laughs> So yeah. The, yeah. there's so much performative contradiction, but when you create a standard of purity and then are going to use social and cultural power to force it, which is what evangelicalism tended to do in the past, but now they want the state power to force it, That's right? It's right. lost cultural privilege. So then what do we do now that we're the minority? Let's right. dominate state power and force people. But what you're cutting people off from is like the actual invitation of discipleship to be formed into the way of Jesus, to cultivate practices and habits virtue to think about your life in an honest situation of grace, where you and your brokenness can be shared one to another, and then you can be built up and become a more virtuous and life-giving person. And in that context, I think it seems rather reasonable, unless you want to dramatically change our government system and how power functions to want things, uh, abortion to be something like safe, legal, and rare, and for the religious community to be personally invested in time and money for the support of all people uh, that are pregnant and the potential life uh, to make space for uh, children who who were conceived in a context the family couldn't flourish with their well-being. There's so many things you could do that that where you end up having allies across so many different parts of the body of Christ and we could be a witness for for the possibility uh, 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 of life and those things get shortchanged, and then we have a hard time cooperating. Because if I came up and we had nine of the ten things we both suggested, we we're like, "This is great." You mean healthcare for uh, for for mothers and the children, especially if they're in poverty? Uh, right. Partnership programs to help them get jobs and child care to sustainable, and they can work on their own. like. You go through this list. I bet we could come up with a giant list of things that how you think about when a egg fertilized turns into something that has uh, full human value. You debate that. We How do you end up partnering to do beautiful things if the people begin by telling you you're a murderer right. and then slandering you and saying, like, you know, the Ten Commandments, you break them on the reg, son. Right. And anyway, that, that I find that topic is a real hard one, uh, a, a real the way it gets framed is a real hard one to figure out how we cooperate. And Well, well the other, blush. so
0: the response, and I, I know we're parking here for a minute, but I think we should. So the response often to a lot of that is like, no, listen, we we are all about having our our, our pregnancy centers and our birthing centers, and, and we have our own networks. And that's the catch though. The catch for many evangelicals is that they have their own networks that oftentimes are not even run by actual healthcare professionals. So they only help women who will agree to be part of that particular evangelical culture and framework. And then they use that as a way to deflect from actual, Advocating for uh, larger social systems or safety nets to actually catch the rest who maybe would fall outside of that. Right. So I, I everything really comes back to, in my perspective, uh, being in these spaces for so long, is that as long as you're in the this evangelical bubble with these viewpoints, there are resources for you. But if you're someone who doesn't even know who these people are, you have no option because, hey, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, it's America, just work harder, get yourself out of poverty. Because that that's socialism, if we advocate for those safety nets, as opposed to just charity. That that we, we, as the good Christians are going to give you again, if you assimilate into our, yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the catch.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll just say like, not that we don't have to detour this. I'm sure you've talked to someone about this, but like, uh, uh, evangelicals and even fundamentalists were pro-choice until they weren't right. <laughs> right. So the there's SCC, nothing right. immediately obvious about the Bible that says, uh, the medical procedure of abortion is murder. It, um, it's, but it is a very persuasive marketing campaign. If you, if in order to preserve your identity, everyone that's different than you is uh, going to hell and needs what you have, right? So then, right. let's come up ways to keep them monsters. But
3: yeah, have a, a backwards ideology, a framework that's anti-biblical, a, a theology you can't even call it. Th- theology is the study of God. Mm-hmm. The only way you can call it theology is if your God is you. Right? I mean, that, that is so backwards in oh, his yeah. thinking, and it's anti biblical, but it, it's not, it's it, unfortunately, and, and, and I'll, I'll share this in a panel conversation that we're going to talk yeah. about today. That's what we're seeing in the black church. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more and more of that in black circles. I'm very concerned about that. It's been said that the that the the conscience of a nation uh, is, is has been riled, has been awakened on the basis of, of black church pastors. Yep. You have movements like the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King, and others who, who were the voice of conscience for for our culture. Now, while I have theological differences with with a, with a MLK, I, I think there were things that he got right. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're so far afield <laughs> from where. He was even when glad MLK got, those got, got right, something right. Uh, that we're having pastors say, "I, I need to, you know, I, I need to, I need to make weed in the back of my church." That's insane.
2: Absolutely insane. But that's where we are. Why are pastors just like doing everything?
1: Just to clarify, Martin Luther King Jr., I'm gonna say got a little more right than this tag team. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next. Segment, but he did, Uh, and I'm I'm guessing that what he's probably alluding to is that uh, MLK not only right was a part of the civil rights movement um, and you you get voting rights, but also uh, got up at Riverside Church in New York and preached and went public uh, against the Vietnam War, uh, critiquing American militarism, nationalism, and the way. Uh, the military uh, recruits poor uh, poor citizens, black and white, into doing the w- dirty work of the 1%. That's right. a very famous sermon. Um, and then MLK um, went directly at capitalism, arguing publicly, regularly for things like uh, UBI, right? Um yeah. And, 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 things like basic, and these aren't crazy, crazy ideas. He's Baptist, like the Baptist technically, <laughs> uh, like really like we're like the engine of the social gospel movement. It's how we got mm-hmm. the 40 day work week, uh, ended child labor laws, wow. uh, all these kinds of things during the social gospel movement. Um, there's a deep connection, uh, there in both black Baptist and in white Baptist, uh, circles. Uh, so the, it, it, like, that whole like wanting to sidestep thing, I think in part is because, <laughs> uh, you know, you used to be able to, and I and I mean this in a, as if it's a negative act to be whitewash King mm. into being. Um, oh, let's judge them by the content of their character, right? right? They just take that line out when the whole speech, the dream speech, is "Hey, America, made, wrote a check and it hasn't been cashed," right? That was the main point of the right. "I Have a Dream" speech, right. and it's in in when he was assassinated. the The sermon he had just finished writing was "Will America go to hell?" Right. and it wasn't because of a uh, drag queen story hour. Right? It it was because. America's deepest commitment is to a perverse form of power that protects its own people, especially the privileged over against the well-being of the planet, that right. it dominates uh, uh, through military might rather than self-giving love, that like, you start going through what King said. Now, I don't know, maybe uh, real biblical Christianity is like, yeah, I know you've heard Jesus say, turn the other cheek, but I say unto you, hashtag MAGA, that it's not been working out. So what right. we need right. is, uh, is the Trumpster, you know, like, so I just say that because that, that little dismissal, I think is a growing awareness when people just Google MLK. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. You mean he's a deeply Christian socialist? Right. Yes. Right. He was.
0: It, now it, you it, may not like yeah. him,
1: but right. I personally, as an American, it's my favorite American holiday. I'm like, we like, who else gets a day off work? Uh, like it, it's hard to get MLK. You don't even get Sundays off because of the culture war. You know, right. the, uh, capitalism is stealing Sunday, right. and uh, everyone <laughs> doesn't get Sunday off. But uh, at, at least, at least, uh, uh, labor gets a little recognition on the MLK Day.
0: I think it's a great point. It's frustrating to hear people in this context. Um, You know harken back to MLK As if like Yeah he did so much good Well if he was alive today Saying what he said Back then now He, he would not be At this event Nor would you be talking About him this fondly If you just read yeah. A surface level Google reading I mean yeah. Read letters through a Birmingham jail That's all you have to read and, and you'll understand Very quickly You know
1: He makes Jeremiah Wright Look tame
0: Yeah exactly That's the first thing I thought of Exactly
2: they possibly can. They're like, maybe I need to get my church in the metaverse. Maybe I need to start growing weed. Maybe I need to start doing these like worldly oh, things, God. or maybe even the way we go about worship. Like, maybe actually we to can too I don't much know. on like how biblical right. the lyrics are. Like we just want to reach people, and then hopefully from there right. we can give them that biblical foundation. Why is that a bad place to start? Right. Well, it's a bad place to start because it's not where the Bible starts, and it's not our
3: church, mm-hmm. right? It's it's Christ's church. Yeah. Uh, and also, at the end of the day, he died translation for translation. Uh, we have no right to then determine what, how we want to dress up the bride uh, in, in an effort to be seen by, by the culture. Uh, it's, it's such a pragmatic approach to everything that, that, that's important <laughs> about Christian faith. Uh, we need to abandon pragmatism and go back to Christ and him crucified. Uh, at the end of the day that's what... Christ said if, if he be lifted up, he would draw all men unto himself. We, we, the, the bottom line be- behind... does
0: well, like that sound
1: like ways They actually don't believe... Okay, uh, Okay, I here. do people here all day? <laughs> no, I it's just this is horrible. All right, we can go on but it. But no, I no, no no no. Please no, no. park preach Christ and him crucified. Do we okay, uh, the the way to figure out that he that that, that idea does not make sense is be like let's let's preach Christ and him uh lynched. That is right. like the translation to figure out am I saying something dumb? Right, so like, let's say you you were like claiming Jesus, and you were like, "That's why we got to round up the Jews." Right, so then you, you go, whoa, "Whoa, that's weird," because he was Jewish. Right, this must be weird. So if you're preaching the proclamation, the gospel of the cross, that uh, that that the, the the kingdom of God comes not by building crosses, but by bearing them. Like, if you let's hypothetically uh, you postulate that somehow you are like, you know what we need to do? We need a tag team partner. Um, with, with, uh, with, with the alt-right and, um, you know what, we're going to preach Christ crucified, but don't worry tonight. Steve Bannon's going to be here because when, when I think of faithful disciples that wear three, uh, sweaters at once, I think of Steve Bannon. Okay. It may not, sometimes it's a hoodie and a sweater and a pullover. It's, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Well, th- to be clear, Steve Bannon was at this event. I, I saw him in person. I mean, th- again, th- this, this is what was. This is what makes me so frustrated is hearing this kind of language about about being quote biblical, uh, whatever they consider, it. and even by their own standard in theology, they're in a system that 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 deals with the extreme dehumanization of the other and continues to to really demonize their political opponents as not Christian or as demonic, which only leads to violence. So it just is interesting to watch Virgil claim to be so passionate about about getting back to his version of the true church and Christ crucified while being in an environment that that totally betrays that that shows a, a blatant allegiance to this trumpism ideology that is inherently anti-christ in nature. Yeah. And
1: just like when he uses the bride language, right, which yeah. is very much in the New Testament. Yeah. Um it is Paul often tied to Paul describing the church, which is ecclesia. Ecclesia is literally um The word used to describe the citizenry of the newly uh, conquered army leaves behind, if you're the Roman Empire, to set the people straight after they were conquered. You have the ecclesia, the ruling council of the true citizens of Rome in a conquered area. Now, hypothetically, let's imagine that uh, Jesus wasn't uh, what what Mr. Virgil there is describing, and and the ecclesias were uh, citizens of a kingdom that came via bearing, not building crosses, uh, that that uh, recognized in the state's murder of Jesus, the image of the invisible God, then you would think, oh, Paul, why? Why are you using the language of an alternative kingdom that's coming in and conquering a territory when um, we obviously know the future of Christianity. Its crescendo is when uh, biblical Christians hook up with uh, uh, right wing Americans. Right? You, you're like, well, who wants? And what we re, what Rome really needed right. was. This, you see how, like, it's just a kind of contradiction. It's using the language of scripture and then going, Well, what if we take all the history, context, and setting of the actual people that are there and how the language worked in their time? Then we transpose it over here and we're going to treat as normative American values, right? Except for the parts we don't like. And that is the other team. Yep. and anything was bad is going on we're going to be like oh it's them that is like the 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 now i never know some t- some of these people when i've talked to them know what they're doing and some of them don't yep you know so i'm not trying to say anyone's being disingenuous if that's the only world you've been in then it makes perfect sense to you cuz everyone that's ever talked to you about the bible okay. um is just kind of uh you know there's like a whole system of remaining ignorant but yes you know but but uh, confident and ignorant is unrelated to reality yeah it's just confidence but wow. Anyway,
0: Fair. believe scripture.
3: They actually don't believe the Bible. They don't believe God, and they're not following Him. They've, they've determined that go. this kingdom that they're building is actually their own, mm-hmm. uh, and as a result, they're going to push that agenda forward by whatever means necessary. And if it means growing weed in the back of the church, then they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, if, if it means abandoning, uh, uh, you know, what Scripture has to say, or, or a theology around how we worship, or about how we sing to the Lord, they're going to abandon that and, yeah. and then begin applying things that appeal to the rest of culture. That that is. Look okay, at where he's for, podcasting for, for, for from. Judging, I mean, for how do you not see it? Uh, and unfortunately, <laughs>
1: You want to be like, uh, and even if it means uh, throwing the Constitution in the trash can and packing the Supreme Court with people that lie directly to the people that voted for them, <laughs> to then remove rights from large numbers of people, even though we're in a democracy and an right. overwhelming supermajority of them don't want this decision, we're they're going to do it. They're going right. to look when uh, when uh, when Biden gets into his second term, he's going to pack the court. And he is only going to allow drag queens as public school teachers. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, then you don't know the Bible. It is in there. It's in Jeremiah 17, 6, Tim. Come on. It's in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, it's one of those things where I watch and I go, my goodness, you're at an event where Trump Jr. spoke for an hour chiding the the demoncrats and somehow you're not selling out to your own power structures but but these people on the other side are like help me understand how 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 you see this i just don't understand
3: this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working
1: the hvac is humming and his facility shines
3: before them, apart from repentance, uh, they're going to see the hand of God in those instances, and it won't be good. And then there is those pastors,
2: like we talked about, that are covering (laughs) aspects of culture, but not from a biblical perspective at all. They're platforming certain politicians. Like we have now Senator uh, Elect Rob Gell-Warnock, Stacey Abrams. They had people that were provided the pulpit uh, down south. and said, hey, naming black uh, Christians that don't agree with them. People like Senator Warnock, you're you're basically a David going against against the Goliath of the right, I guess. Um, You're a Nehemiah that's building something incredible. You're Moses taking us to the promised land. What do you think about those churches promoting these people that are clearly Uh, Imagine, like, calling ideas that are antithetical. I I had a
3: front-row seat to that, being Mm. in Georgia. (laughs) I had a front-row seat watching Stacey Abrams do the kind of damage Um, that she did in Georgia when she'd walk in, and her her claim to fame was, I grew up in a household with two pastors, uh, and and, and I see a woman's right to choose as as the way to go, and and actually advancing an economic solution as abortion. Uh, The problems that that plague the the society and and, and the rest of humanity uh, that are economic, that are Mm financial— The idea that the fix would be to abort your baby; those were the kinds of messages that she delivered in churches on a Sunday on the platform, without fear that that a lightning bolt would strike her from the sky. Yeah. Uh, and
0: and 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 with and it with, didn't, by the way, just so. We're clear.
1: Are you saying that a lightning bolt hadn't struck her? It and has are you not. Say, is he wanting us to believe this is crazy? He wants us to believe that a politician thinks that mothers, if they weren't. In systemic poverty, without a support system and structure, might choose to be moms. Right? Oh, I mean, I can't believe Stacey Abrams would suggest that um, should a human being who is a mother already and pregnant would choose to remain a mother to another child if she could afford to eat, you know, like and and house their kids. And and know they're in a safe place. I regardless of what you think of the 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 act, it's just one of those moments where you're like, oh, this is one of those times like where where you're like, man, I I don't think I've like how fast have we gotten to being like, man, I just wish I wish Mitt Romney was in charge of your party, you know? I know. Like and, and he put a dog on top of his car and drove around. So it's not like, <laughs> and, you know, and he's like the 47% of the country that doesn't, you know I, know, I I thought I was like, wow, we're really peeking out here. But now you're like, he uses yeah. complete sentences, doesn't want to bear false witness against people and right. actually thinks that his faith should support uh, the full uh, uh the full family structure, making it more possible for families to thrive and spend time with their kids and. And, um,
0: well that, that's well. what's so interesting about so much of this language of, you know because again I was here you hear pro family all the time but then you look at the policies and they're actually so anti-family you know they refuse to take a look at systemic issues and poverty and the systems that cause it to really talk about okay you know like trip I remember when you mentioned when you were in Scotland how paid maternity or paternity leave is so different where you get a whole year you can split it up you know there's a whole support system that comes around you when you when you give birth saying we know how this works we know how traumatic and how intense it can be. So here, let's help you. But for some reason, that idea is so foreign to someone like Virgil or Johnny or Turning Point. Where if you advocate for that, they'll just slap you with the term Marxist or socialist. Yet it's a very pro-family value to set up a system where two parents can function in the world without without, without having to give their kids you know over to daycare and spend two thousand bucks a month on that. But if yeah. you advocate against that, somehow you're like you're a communist. I mean, it doesn't track at all. Once you dig in. I don't know, three inches below the surface of what they're actually saying.
1: Yeah, I do think it would be smart for someone in that world to get really aggressive with the earned income tax credit for children. And um, like if if I was advising Trump and wanting to run again, that I would be like, why did the Democrats not renew this? We're going to renew it. And in fact, For every new kid you had, it goes up $100 because we don't want anyone – $100 a month because we don't want anyone feeling like they don't get to support babies because I am the uh, pro-life president. I uh, twisted and took over the Supreme Court to force my rules in here, and I know I can't force it on every state because it's obviously a state issue, like all of us said, until Roe v. Wade was overturned, but you know what we can do? We can do. We can give tax credits to billionaires, tax refunds to billionaires, and – Money to the mommies. Right. And because he loves moms. Right. Right. He loves them bigly. bigly. So but he's gonna he's gonna help the moms so much it helps their pregnant head spin. See, that's yeah. my uh free election advice. Uh for
0: <laughs> there you go. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not a stretch, it's, it's not a stretch to say these things and still be very consistent with this so-called pro-life ethic
3: in the pews who sat there and listened to that garbage and
2: applauded. Oh, they're standing ovations. If anybody's looking at those videos there, there are people that are just like, yes, Lord. They're just like, man, that's it, just, it makes you cringe and it also makes you feel terrible for well, these well, people. The, their, their Lord is Satan himself. Mm. That's the only way to put
1: his, it. His the, hair. The
3: one that they're praising as Lord makes when, you're, cringe. when you're amplifying a culture of death within inside the four walls of a church, your Lord is Satan himself. And and there my call to those organizations, that, and I call them organizations, not churches, uh, are that they would repent from that sinful direction that they're headed, that they would actually have faith in the real Christ who died for their sins, and that they would turn around everything that they're doing they're on their path to hell is where they are.
2: You're very with calling things out that are wrong, stadium, that are basically turning Jesus into this postmodern oh uh, Jesus that's like super almost hippie and loving. And then it's like, you can platform these people and we don't want to uh, offend anybody. Oh, wow. How do you go about calling out pastors or other Christians? Because everyone's going to turn you to Matthew. It's like, oh. have that conversation one-on-one. But what happens when... You can't have that DM conversation. You know how that. Do you number. feel like they how, don't how you know how to call people out and demonize out them, them on the internet? Well, well, Matt, Matthew 18
3: is, is, a, okay. is a direction to, to a local church body, right? Yeah. For, for believers who are in Christ, if, if, if someone is sinning within within that within that situation, mm-hmm. that they go to their brother. These people are not brothers to begin with. Mm-hmm. I can Woo. start there. Yeah. Just second, you're, and, and you're the reason guys. I can say that is because of what Scripture has to say about about their behavior, about their direction and the action. First, all of that is is all of what we would call out. It's not on the basis of Virgil opinion. My thoughts and ideas about these issues are irrelevant. It isn't. What is relevant Not is what you Scripture have to say. And, and yes. then when, when we have someone yeah. saying something that, that's antithetical oh. to everything Scripture teaches, then we have a responsibility, those of us who, who actually advocate the book, have a responsibility to say, this is wrong, and here's why. And to call those who are operating in a wrong way.
1: Alright, okay, here's do the you thing. I I, I I just want to point out one one little thing. All right. Um, there's a, con- a philosophical concept called the master signifier. And what it is, is uh, it is a concept that a, a any identity group or, or a tribe goes, oh, we're this. Right. So um, if you met an American that doesn't love freedom, like we all do, we're like right. down for freedom. We love liberty. Right. Right? right. Like if you met a Christian that like, like what Christian like, yeah, I'm not sure about the Bible. Right. right. And you know, if it's funny as they regularly complain about the parts of the church to actually read the whole Bible every three years in their worship service, like you do three or four Bible readings every worship service, not like the half of a verse out of a psalm. So a preacher can then preach 45 minutes and it sounds like a Tucker Carlson monologue. Right. So it's so like, but the big master signifier, it's a word that functions as a placeholder for actual ideas, arguments, and reflection. And so, has he actually explained how any of these ideas are the accurate interpretation of Scripture? Has he said, you know, um, look, there are uh, 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 12,000 professional educators in these texts in America— and if you were to sit down with them, this is how I would get to this conclusion. They're going to at least understand my argument as a plausible one. No, because the important thing of a master signifier is it is not an actual conclusion arrived at by reflective integrity, rational reflection, guidance, and, 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 and by, uh, by the best of our knowledge. It is a word you get to use in order to demonstrate that if you don't go along with this master signifier, you're not in the group that sees itself in this word. And Mm -hmm. so he uses the phrase "biblical" as a master signifier. Does it have anything to do with what's in the Bible? We don't know, and we know it doesn't matter, right? Because there, you, we all know that a majority of Christians in America are actually pro-choice, right? So he, then, what do you have to do with them? They're not even Christians. They actually, their Lord is Satan. You're like, come on, like it, knowing that they're not high, they must really believe this because they don't like uh, they don't they don't get on the Jehovah. So then you <laughs> say to yourself, like, uh, do we it, it, I think one of the challenges that we have is um, it is this how we want to think about our faith in public right. where we perform master signifiers, we use them as weapons to then do what? it actually cuts off everyone in their community from actually wrestling with the text to think about it and do the things they told us to do in uh in our bible study like yeah. we're going we want you to read the bible pray and and think about it talk about it with other people that are trying to dig into the word blah 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 i don't know maybe ask I, like any of the early church fathers um you could talk to martin luther you could talk you, like, you no no, nope, nope, nope. Because the the, the 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 trick of a master signifier is uh is is using a word that everyone knows they agree with, and then you tell them what the truth is. That's how it functions. And so when I yeah. hear those, I always just want to go, We're not serious, right?
0: Like, right. But but they are. I mean, this is incredibly yeah, it, serious. And on top of that, I mean I think what's frustrating is if you gave someone I don't know, the Sermon on the Mount, and said, just read this from read this on a surface level. Forget context and culture, just read it in English. You would have a hard time understanding Virgil's position just with that surface level reading of the Sermon yeah. on the Mount. Because like it, 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 it
1: was Jesus' sermon.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just kind of falls apart for me, ultimately. And it's it's frustrating because—and it, I, I think the last part I'll say about this is, is the system that these folks operate in is actually— Really airtight as long as you're inside of it. Because what Virgil says earlier is, hey, this is not my opinion. Hey, hey, guys, guys, I'm being objective here. I'm just telling you what the Bible clearly says. And so don't, don't shoot the messenger. But in reality, he is giving you a very specific opinion through a very specific lens of how he reads the Bible and then claiming this is the only way to be Christian. It is it's incredibly arrogant once you once you understand what he's yeah. trying to actually say.
1: Yeah. And and he doesn't want you to shoot the messenger. I'm passing on a Mike Pence joke, Tim. I just okay. want you to know that.
3: <laughs> a long way
2: to repent of that and, and walk uprightly. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. What are you learning from Jesus right now? But, because you are traveling all over the country. You're speaking a lot. Uh, you're doing work with Jason Whitlock, who I know we've talked about. Just like God's doing incredible things through his life yeah. right oh now. Oh, God, Jason Whitlock. So how do you Whitlock. take time to maybe is, just be at peace a, a little a, bit a, and really try to I understand, see, like, I'm I'm where is it, God leading I'm me through the I'm ministry? Provided. That's
3: great. For me, it, For me, and I appreciate the question, for me, it's, it's, it's not a segmented approach. At all, mm-hmm. I, I'm fueled by my time in the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fueled by daily interactions with Scripture reading. I'm fueled by a local church that is that is discipling me, that's feeding me. So it's yeah. it's these two things aren't separate. It's, hey, I'm doing this over here. Well, now let me get back to this thing. It, th- those two things are infused. It, it's it's a constant fueling from that from that kind of a. Uh, I'm in a, I'm I'm plugged into a local church. Yeah. Uh, they miss me this Sunday, right? I'll have questions to answer when I get back. Mm-hmm. Hey, where were you? What were you doing? You know those kinds of things. The, the, they want to know those things. They're, they're heavily invested. In my walk, so that I'm not out here talking about one thing, right? And 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 and. and promoting an idea, but living in a different way. I've got people who are involved in my life on a daily basis uh, who engage me, who are interacting with me. So so my, my connection to the Word is is, is our study. On on, mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights at our church, we're oh. going through the Book of Acts. So I'm looking at the New Testament you know, Sometimes I always what's think uh, on Sunday when people do this
1: bit, book of Hebrews, you know, where they're like, well, I have to lots of accountability.
3: Through, to us expositionally. And, uh, and so on therefore, morning, we're walking through the this book is of Luke, legit. Verse by verse, scripture <laughs> I by just, scripture, I just, in my own yeah, personal I'm, simultaneously I, I, saying things that I read through the Bible from like, start to finish like, so I'm constantly oh, being infused what? with what God's word is saying and, and I'm at peace because He's I understand Acts. that at the end of the day with all but, of this God is sovereign I said at his church, when they got to
1: Acts to to, 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 <laughs> two about to sharing things in I common, they had to give a trigger warning. They're like, "We <laughs> know <God>, this <laughs> sounds <way
3: that>, like <laughs> socialism." The giftings he's given me, uh, and to rest. Just in ignore this part. At the end of the day, it's not my job to change it or to transform it. It's yeah. my job to preach the truth and then watch.
1: They God get, get real he uncomfortable does. when I gets to the Ethiopian unit.
2: of my spiritual mentors.
3: Speaking of sovereignty, this can't
1: go
2: good. During the midterms, and we're out here in Arizona. Obviously, all the eyes were on what was going on with. Both Katie Hobbs yep. and Carrie Lake running for Arizona governor. My, all, the said, by all the eyes. I
1: am All the eyes. Carrie they mean Lake. They're conspiracy theory friends, uh, right?
2: This is a smooth process, <laughs> right. a fair process. Right. But knowing, no matter what happens, God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. If Katie Hobbs gets elected governor, somehow, some way, I know that God is sovereign. He's going to use it for His good. So, right. how do you encourage other Bars-Nus. people to Bars-Nus. really?
0: We gotta stop because because this happened in December, and we now know what has happened. So Katie Hobbs was elected. Carrie Lake still to this day has not conceded, and Turning Point USA is one of the biggest proponents of the propaganda, trying to argue that Carrie Lake was actually cheated out of her out of her election. So whatever Johnny says here. Uh, About, about, you know, accepting that God is sovereign is completely overwritten by the fact that him and his crew still refuse to actually acknowledge that Katie Hobbs won the election fair and square and that even if she cheated, God's still sovereign and still rules. So I tried to point that out. Well,
2: Find almost maybe God of just peace in that. That right. doesn't mean that we sit back no, and, and not continue to fight. I guess we we'll stick with no, Arizona. But like we know God is sovereign, and things do happen right. for His good. Right? It, it's only by
0: understanding the not sovereignty to keep of God fighting. Oh. You can have
1: peace.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the the opposite of that says, well, yeah. God's not sovereign, and then I have a responsibility to do something. Mm. And that's when wars take place. Right? Which is that, what that's 30 that's 30 when 30 chaos the US is. erupts. I know. Uh, mm. When we don't have action, that trust. Ultimately, while this may not be the outcome that we prefer. God is ultimately in control, and He will get the glory out of that. Whether it's more people coming an understanding of biblical worldview, more and people why is God so pro You know, in their local settings, uh, being connected to the church, being informed, uh, uh, proclaiming the truth in, in greater ways. Whether that's taking place, or we enjoy the the, the rest that comes from oh our person got in. Mm-hmm. I think, truth be told, I think that's when more of the problems take place in in, in the life of the individual. In other words, when, when our guy or gal gets in, hey, we office,
1: agree. Mm-hmm, more time, I would. Just wanted to pause for a second and say I feel like we have a moment here. The problems take place when their people get in. I just like I I I've been sitting here saying like when can we have a connection point? And so on behalf of God's sovereignty, I want to (laughs) invite Turning Points USA and Company um, that that they could now vote blue no matter who. And then, uh, but they also have the option. Maybe 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 they want to maybe want to. Join the DSA. I am happy to 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 like nominate them to be a, a significant contributing member to the DSA, Democratic Socialist of America, and maybe <laughs> um, because I understand maybe like they're like whoa whoa what if all of our nightmares did come true, and yeah, I mean anyway, it's I, just it, yeah, it's. Yeah.
0: It's just worth pointing out here to me, and this is one of our first conversations ever, Tripp, when I had you on the podcast, and you said to me, I'd rather be an atheist than a Calvinist. And I was like, you know, as someone who grew up Calvinist and no longer is, I understand that. And this is... I think one of those moments for me, whenever I hear the term sovereignty from a Calvinist, because Virgil's a Calvinist, it, it, in the next sentence, when you say, you know, God's in control, who cares? Then you're, at, you're at, at an event that is steeped in grievance politics and trying to change the course of America forever to vote for the right politicians so that way God can rule again, because apparently God can't rule if Democrats are in charge, because that's satanic, but God is still sovereign. You're just like, I, the whiplash is so severe, I, I need a neck brace to keep my head on because of, of, of all the back and forth that makes, it just falls apart completely.
1: Uh, yeah, it's true. And, and every time people use that verse from Romans, like, you know, all things work to the good. Um, but he kind of echoed thinking about sovereignty, just a, just a little Bible aside, um, that, that doesn't actually mean God was in control of everything. It means that God was working for the good in everything. That doesn't mean God's the only agent. Um, God in all things, God is working for the good. And, and I think that, recognizing that, then you might say, I don't know, uh, maybe we should join God in working for the good. Yes. But uh he also is confused about how people could think Jesus sounds like a hippie. <laughs> I am like if you one time I performed the whole Sermon on the Mount in a in a sermon and uh it and got in trouble after it. Someone came. Trip, I I don't know. That seemed like a lot of, a lot of hippie speak. And I was like, I, I just did Jesus.
3: It's biblical. And not what we see uh, believers do is we go ah, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll relax. Yeah, our, our person's in. Now we can run. Everything's perfect. Rather than beco- becoming more vigilant about those issues. And so at the end of the day, the, the peace that's required to understand th- those kinds of situations. Only
2: takes place because we have a sovereign God and we rest in that peace. One of my biggest issues with the church right now, and then even times I can see that it seem like a life, really peaceful that, place. You know, I, I wish the turning I was points. maybe no, a little bit no, more no. bold and ready for the fight every single day right. and be prepared. My, my favorite verse, First Peter three fifteen. Right. It's like people need to understand why we believe what we believe right. and why we have hope right. um, in that. But yeah. how do you have more so conversations naga. with people about like, hey, there is a fight every single? Day, I thought his favorite verse for, was going to be the whore in Babylon, you can't just riding on a dragon, because that the, was the first the issue that I'm so focused on Queen's right now. Ever. Is we are so reactionary. Right. I don't know if what they've done that sermon about? yet, just but politically, um, with s- politics conservative circles, I think we need to be more playing offense with right. a sense of urgency, and right. then we know as Christians, yeah, that's more We can't just be
0: like, oh, like where did this
2: gender theory come from? Like where did you know the CRT stuff come from? It's like, oh. I got We've got to scramble. Right. How do we prepare ourselves a little bit more so we can start playing
1: offense? Like, well, first have we have to invent to it. No. Then you,
2: ask, I mean, you
3: have
1: the, to get freaked out about it. The question
3: impacts it. a multitude of, of, of thoughts. One is, I, I love the scripture you went to, 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16, where the, the beginning of it says, honor Christ the Lord is holy. And then that we're to always be prepared to give a defense and answer to yeah. anyone who asks us for the hope that we have in Christ. Even informs us how to do that with gentleness and respect. Yep. Going back to the first part. Right. Uh, honest, you, you just
0: gotta, I'm sorry. Try, listen. And trip and audience, you, you have to understand something. I sat for I did four 16-hour days at this event okay? gentleness and respect. Tim. I watched over 80 different right-wing pundits take the stage, and I listened to a lot of them. And I, and I also did a lot of laps around the media booths, and I talked to a lot of people, including Johnny. I met Johnny, I shook his hand. Okay, I was there. There it was nothing gentle or respectful about any of the way they advocated for their position. Do you know what they did most of the day? Talking about how the demons are taking over America. Trump junior requoted how, you know, turning the other cheek is garbage. We have to fight fire with fire. Uh, Ali Suckey, another right-wing pundit, gets on stage saying she will never cave in on, on accepting queer marriage because she stands on the Bible and she will fight like hell to protect it. This is the version of gentleness and, 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 and respect that they talk about it. All you have to do is watch a Charlie Kirk podcast one time, one, I mean, one more example. I'm sorry. I have to say, I'm sorry. I'm going to go for it. Candace Owens, who was at this event recently went on her, on her daily wire show and said that, that, that trans trans, gender people are demonic and they are all narcissistic jerks who need to not pretty much not exist in America. Is this the level of gentleness and respectfulness that we're talking about? Because Virgil was part of this system that platforms someone like Candace Owens.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, because Tim, he has a church and he reads the whole Bible every year and they hold him accountable. And he wanted to demonstrate that he even knew the verse before the, the guy interviewing him knew, like he knows the Bible so good, and he's like, "I got emphasized gentleness and respect, but that's for human beings. And since human beings are biblical, and the uh, people that disagree with me aren't, um, like, look, what do you do with someone that worships the Lord Satan? You know, right? Like, it, I gentleness being applied after uh, identifying." Uh, your neighbors who voted for a different party as as may, people to worshiping the Lord Satan.
0: May I no. just because I'm not sure if Johnny will listen to this. I doubt it. But if Johnny, if you're listening to this, you, I, I need to point out something that is very key here. So you just quoted this this First Peter chapter uh, verse as being your favorite verse about you know giving a respectful and gentle response, whatever. Johnny posted on his Instagram a week ago a series of tweets that he said. I'm going to read them. Trigger warning, they are homophobic. The first one he says is that- churches, are they
1: gentle and respectful?
0: Well, you tell me, Trip. Okay,
1: I'll Here's try to discern this.
0: Yes, yes. Get ready. I I, do, I need your wisdom here. Churches that are LGBTQIA plus affirming and pro-abortion aren't churches. They're cultish community centers. That's number one. Number Not two, gentle. All right. Number two, humans aren't bisexual. You're just a depraved horn dog.
1: Well, maybe some are. I mean, I I feel like once you recognize like the whole spectrum thingy, um, you know,
0: here's I, a good one. I was trying
1: charitable reading of his <laughs> rather crappy tweet.
0: Well, one more crystals, yoga, and tarot cards aren't opening your mind; they're opening up portals to the the demonic realm. Well, there you go.
1: Obviously, I mean, <laughs> like it's it's in Ezekiel.
0: Wait, I got to read this one that we're done. Christians are the most persecuted people group in America, not gays, trans, blacks, Asians, or women. I swear to God, this is the same person who just said, i live by this verse of giving a gentle and respectful defense of the faith. I don't understand how, how the brain works for them where these things are congruent. I don't understand it.
1: Well, Tim. They serve a sovereign Lord, they know biblical Christianity, and everything that's not exactly how they, I mean, God wants it, is persecution. True. And true. if you just, it, look, at, take say this with me, he's always right. He's always and if you, right. Yeah, if you just keep saying it long enough, and you let how perfectly formed his hair is, and the way his confidence exudes, and he knows a verse from 1 Peter, so it must be true.
0: It must be.
1: Yep. You should, you should get some hair product for your Instagram videos. That's what I'm learning People right don't now. start that text My hair is thinning.
0: Uh,
3: They start it with always oh, being prepared to defend. I understand. Defend. Yeah. But if we honor Christ the Lord as holy, we're going to have a mindset that Christ had. We're going to have the mind of Christ. Yeah. We're going to be, as a result, on offense because we know how the world is created, who man is, uh, how sinful we are, and, and, and our, yeah. our desire to come up... Jesus was
1: all Christ, up on that offense. To come up with all,
0: all kinds about of it.
3: bad... That's why he handed out swords uh, to everyone. Bad, conditions, bad situations, <laughs> and, and connect that with Power and you've really got problems, yeah. right? So if we, if we begin by honoring Christ, Amen. the Lord is holy. Great. We'll then be prepared to give an answer to anyone mm-hmm. who asks us for the hope that we have. But, but I think I think the, the other aspect of it is is how how, how do we I'm not really rest feeling what's next? the hope It's absolutely. incredibly difficult to do. I'll give you a quick example. They're like example. literally scared uh, used to 70% uh, of seventy percent of the country. Yeah. Um, and They're uh, like so
1: I, fragile. Every, every, like just the I reality a, of someone different than right? them. They're right? like
3: Satan. You're like how? The Bible. Where? I don't know yet. First Peter. <laughs> so I was, on, I was on this show, it was an urban show, and I was a lone black conservative and I would come oh. on and defend of all this yeah. stuff and every, every, uh, every week as I prepared for the show I had, to, I had to scramble to get all of this information on whoever had made the news the you know, headlines that yeah. day. And that was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found myself defending was I, I was defending conservatism. Right, mm, yep. I was defending an, an, an idea, an ideology, which again, nothing wrong with. But what happens in those instances is, once you defend conservatism, you that. often forget to honor Christ the Lord as holy, yeah. and you minimize the cross of Christ. What we've got to do is is not is not a either or. Maybe a this and, is and performance order. art. First, what he's doing the at the entire Turning Point Gathering by knowing what's is demonstrating by that alert truth with, with the with the issues of the day. <laughs> like, but for me, when I was on that at that at that particular radio show, as I backed up. And, and learn more about what 's in this book, and got really clear about the issues related to this book, you could throw anything at me, and, and I would know exactly how to defend it on the basis of what god 's god 's god 's uh, oh. uh, immutable word had to say about mm-hmm. the issue Immutable. you know no cross gender is that is that in here well, well it, it is but you've got to understand scripture to unpack what 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 God's design was for man and for woman and how we're to operate in specific roles yeah. uh, in, in, in the way that we were made uh, we we have it's to be much more over. biblically illiterate I mean, uh, than we are the and then we're not kept
2: caught flat-footed on these issues and I, both of us were unafraid to like offend people right we're not out there to try to piss people off right. but if I say yeah. something like this that i I feel like Yeah, like how people look to pray for It's not trying to piss him off. He's just trying to be honest. It's not right. It's just Christian. Right. i feel like that is just so flipped upside down. Right. I feel like there's times where people love putting uh God and then their favorite politician on right. a t-shirt right. or a hat. right right. So how do you make sure that people aren't making idols out of political
1: Hey, Tim, um <laughs> I wanted to know uh Obviously, since they're concerned about idolatry and yes. the collapsing of political figures into obviously the sovereign Lord, not the Lord Satan that you worship. But, right, um, right, right. Of course, of course. and I, everyone, I want, I should be honest, Tim actually filed down the horns on his head before we hit record. All right. You heard it here first. Sure. Um, but when you were at uh, Turning Point USA's uh, big uh, America Fest for the, for the Lord, um, yes. Were, was there any, I don't know, possible confusion between allegiance to political figures and uh, executed by the state Jesus?
0: Um, honestly, they, they they did a really good job of separating that, you know, by having uh, like T-shirts with like uh, Trump and like Jesus on it on the same thing. or So they were different
1: you know. people. So you knew they weren't the same.
0: Exactly, and also I, I should mention here: I didn't see this book at the event, but there is a book written called "President Donald J. Trump: The Son of Man, the Christ" that was handed out at, at, at Trump rallies. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that really tries to make it seem like. I mean, I can just read you a, a bit of the description here. Um, during the pres, <laughs> this is a real book that was handed out at Donald Trump rallies. Um, just so we're all aware, this is a, a, a this is not a, a fictional idea. You can buy it on Amazon for twenty nine dollars for hardcover. During Ooh. the presidency of President Donald Trump it became evident to me, that's the author, that the prophecies about the Son of Man as predicted by Jesus in the Bible were to a significant extent fulfilled at the hands of Mr. Trump. The Bible speaks about two different Christs or Messiahs. Jesus, the Son of God, is the one Christ, whereas the Son of Man is the other. And the whole book is about how Donald Trump is is that Christ. So I would say that overall, the cult of Trump is very distinct from anything Christian or Christ-like. And people like Johnny and Virgil really separate the two very clearly.
1: Well, yeah. I well, since they read the Bible through every year, right? You know,
0: and have I'm accountability. Sure,
1: yeah, like they, they they're going to have to get back to their church, or they're going to be like, well, I I at Turning Point USA, did they did they practice active idolatry? And I'm like, no, it was all biblical. It was all yeah, biblical.
0: 100%. Yeah, I mean, the, Virgil was on a panel. On the stage with other pastors um, saying uh, why biblical justice is not social justice. Uh, and then and then going into right wing tirades about you know marxism and 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 queer theory. Uh, so definitely no idolatry happening here. This is just solid biblical exegesis, not eisegesis. Exegesis, and we take oh, praise because the Lord. Because I too. think people praise are starting it.
2: to conflate the two way too much, yeah. and we're unafraid to call out both sides. People, people are starting to, to conflate to in USA and like, oh, they got you, a faith arm now. Like, right. oh, they must be trying to like push all these conservative politics inside right. the church. Dude, but he we read your mind. That people have he made read idols your mind. out of politicians. They right. made idols out of conservatism. Right? It and is, no, it's I'm very, very dangerous. Absolutely. Well, it was it was John Calvin who said that the heart of a
3: man is an idol factory. Right? We'll make an idol. A lot of anything, uh, so it's incredibly important that we slow down, think, and examine everything you said, and, and, and not latch <laughs> onto something because it, it, it's, it's red, or, or not be against everything because it's blue, but really from a biblical worldview, examine what the issues are. Right? I, I, I would argue today, in our day and time, there's very little of anything that you can look at that, that that's blue or democratic, and say that that's that's connected to something biblical yeah. or godly, because everything they stand for is antithetical to that. But I also believe that there are there are there. Are Do you hear this?
1: He's just trying to be honest. there's nothing they stand for like you know it's just it's just well, how it is, Tim.
0: a sentence ago, it was I hey, sometimes we,
1: we, get confused about clinging to the red because right. i i I'm like, well which one? like are we talking the Republicans or the socialists because. <laughs>
0: It's just very frustrating to hear him say in the same breath that we can't just cling to something because it's red or blue or, or, or deny it because it's blue. Then literally one sentence later, say, hey, there's pretty much nothing you can be a part of that's blue and be a Christian. I mean, that's, that's OK. I, what, it's just it sounds like doublespeak to me. It's, it's very frustrating to recognize.
1: I would like to endorse your interpretation of said doublespeak. It is. Uh, this is what it sounds like to me, too.
3: Are, are those who carry the R that, 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 that are doing the exact same kind of thing. They're capitulating on important issues. Mm-hmm. And, to the, and to the point you raised, we have to be willing, regardless of the situation, to say that's wrong and here's why. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I do that, I'm going to be the one to point to Scripture
2: as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Quick fire question sure. right now. Okay. Can yeah. you be pro-choice and oh. No, there's no such thing. Yes. Can you support BLM oh. and be a Christian, the uh, organization? There's no way you can do that
1: no way trip. Make an
2: idol out of conservatism yeah, no and be a Christian you, you you you
3: cannot rightly you can you can make an idol out of it I know plenty but that you do. should not and that would be sinful and wrong and and, and as a result that yep. should not be it the would way be the Christians sinful.
2: Operate. another one and wrong final one here can you vote blue and be a Christian I, I don't believe you can anymore. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, someone, I,
3: I'm uh, willing to be proven wrong on this, uh, but I don't believe you can anymore. I, 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 I really don't. In fact, it's difficult even to, well, even to pull, the level for some, pull the lever for some. Hey, he's open you know, to being. We've got to ask some yep. questions. We've okay. got to look at what what Scripture yep. has to say. Right. But if the, at the
1: do you think uh, he's about to demonstrate his concern about the lack of moral fiber in so many Republican candidates? Because he's like, we can't vote for all of them.
0: Uh, um I mean, he's
1: he's about to call out Marjorie Taylor
0: Greene. I think he's going to call it Herschel Walker coming up here in a minute. Okay. You know, for you. At the end of the day, no I think
3: it's incredibly important well. that people are informed about what they're, the decisions that they're making. And the only way to be informed ab- about those things are opening up God's word, examining
2: what the word of God says, and, and being informed as you go into the whole group. Who should people look to right now for guidance on what's going on in culture or being more equipped in uh, the word and how to fight back against uh, these ideologies these theories that are not just flooding into culture right. schools institutions right. companies but the church yeah I mean there, as, as I've been here today there are church. a number of I'm meeting more and more people yeah.
3: that you should be connecting with but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my, my stuff on the pedestal right I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna use g3 ministries yep. uh, gospel Good. grace and glory go to g3 menorg we're, we're, we're dealing with all kinds of issues related to theology and culture uh, as well as the just thinking podcast mm-hmm. uh, what Daryl and I do in that space we're, we're examining everything through the lens of a biblical worldview. So those are two that I know of, that I work with, that I can inform others. There, There are a number of other
0: organizations. I need to point something out here that your audience might not know. So Virgil is very connected to to working with Darrow, who also is very connected to John MacArthur. And John MacArthur last year had three different detailed stories come out about his organization for hiring three men over the past 30 years uh, who end up molesting children, two of which were pastors on staff. And John MacArthur and his team really covered it up, uh, including uh, one of the men, his, his name is John Gray, is currently still in prison. And there are letters that were discovered of John MacArthur hinting to John gray that he was maybe wrongfully convicted and they also ended up kicking his wife out of the church under church discipline because she wouldn't reconcile uh, back to her husband who was at the time it wasn't known that he was sexually abusing them but he was a, he was like physically uh, abusing them so i i i you know i i do say i i i i really um have a very difficult time, you know, hearing someone like Virgil just claimed, again, not to be standing on his own objective or his, his own perspective or opinion, but just standing on the clear teachings of God's word that he reads through every year and somehow missing uh, the fact that, you know, um, I don't know um, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, throw you in the river with the millstone around your neck or this whole ethic of accountability or repentance for church leaders. So, uh, you know, forgive me, Virgil and company, if I just have a hard time taking the claims that you make uh, seriously. Seriously, because you can't even get your own house in order.
1: Well, Tim, when things like that happen, you say to yourself, "Well, one, we know God's sovereign. So, <laughs> well, God was sovereign." And then, two, how did the LGBTQ community cause this?
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, how, now how did they don't... here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you're like, I don't know how. I don't know right. how. Right. But um. Yep. Yep. Yeah
3: that are, A, connected with us, whether it's uh, Grace Community Church and GTY yeah. and, the, and the ministry of Dr. John MacArthur or others. But those would be some some places to, to, to start.
1: There you We're go, We hear buddy. so much
2: about division John right MacArthur. now. And there's obviously, there's racial division, uh, there's class division, there's basically and manufactured when I just
1: started the podcast, uh, division right and, now. But we see this maybe little division and infighting
2: within the church. And I think talk to when John we get and um, basically theology he
1: right told oh, me I mean, I know I was that was satan's MC, that poop slide something
2: we we yeah. talked yeah. about <laughs> and it's so interesting about how like hey I got I invited him to the
1: emerging here, church right? cohort but and we he's are like we're on the
2: same mission right we believe that it's by grace through faith satan's poop slide right uh, but we got these little differences here yeah. Yeah. how do we make sure that we can not let those little yeah. I, theological Differences divide us. Yeah, that's a great question you raise, and
3: the reality is we're Uh, seeing that a lot. Well, it's a great question. What we we do is we just don't do theology Uh, and get smaller and smaller as a result. The trick is Uh, land on issues of of maybe maybe secondary or tertiary issues. Insist that that, that people begin to maximize and say these are the most important ones. Then we have to guard against that. Uh, We have to guard against the idea that 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 our four no more are all that matters theologically, uh, or or we'll end up we'll end up being insignificant. uh, Just from a standpoint of size, scope, and ability to have impact, um, I, I'm with you. I, I want to partner with as many of those as I can. Yeah. I think, I think the, the the bottom line is: what do we believe? Uh, are, are we truly a, a biblical about the gospel? Mm-hmm. Do we believe that we're uh, saved by grace through faith in Christ? I'm just glad to are like, What along? can you partner across differences? I know you for do as well. Right. Um, I think that that's like, a starting point. Right. We can talk about where the differences are, but we need to do so in a way that says, yes, I'm different and distinct, yeah. but we have the same mission. Of advancing the yep. kingdom of God for His glory. Because uh, and as a result, we're going to partner you, in the years Your Lord where we isn't camp. Satan, uh, for example. Our, our, uh, I'm Baptist.
1: How do you know uh, their Lord is Satan or not? Who,
3: I, I know your friends, some, yeah. some of Do they vote with, blue? And I'm friends exactly. with them as well. Satan. Uh, we probably won't. We probably won't worship at the same church together. Mm-hmm. Right? Different beliefs there. But man, there's every other way that we can partner because we have well, similar missions. Until they get to America, fest. those are brothers yeah, that I love dearly. They, they, they was. I would hope they'd say the same about me. Right. And we partner where we can. And uh, you, know, I, I, you know, without without naming names, but I, I, just, I just would say that you know I, I, I love those guys, and there are ways that we can that we can partner together that make sense. Yeah. He loves
2: what do you think guys. about like, Christians partnering with people of different faiths tonics, right yeah. now? Because that's such a I mean, we talk about division right now. There's, Watch out! I mean, Roe v. Wade uh, got <laughs> uh, overturned. That's 50 years of prayers answered. That was that was incredible. Right. But how do we as Christians interact with people of other faiths so that we know that we? It's not just a theological yeah. difference. There's a right. foundation. I mean differences especially how do we oh, fight that with they, them right um when we're fighting you think that they know people in other religions that are less friendly with satan
3: than half to the christians the i think i think i think there are lanes <laughs> I mean, which is more demonic I, I, I want to get I to do their quick questions formed. uh for I, example, are there lanes. i, I know uh, our, oh. our friend james Lindsay is here yeah um a good 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 friend and and but he's an atheist good friend
0: pause you gotta pause here you know if you go to james uh, James Lindsay's twitter feed who's James Lindsay. Oh, sorry. He is um, an atheist in this uh, far right community uh, who okay. has his doctorate in mathematics, but is treated as like an expert on Marxism and on um, and on. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and on gender theory and stuff. Oh. James Lindsay got assimilated very quickly by people like Vodi Bakum, who wrote about him in his book Fault Lines. He's another one of like Virgil's kind of networks people, and it was very interesting watching um, a group of people who taught taught me as a child that you know atheists are morally. Prave and can do no good and stay away from them. Now start platforming one who would speak the same political ideology. So, so that's who James Lindsay is. He was at this event. I actually shook his hand incognito. I felt so good about that. But if you go to his Twitter, you will see tweets that will make any any John MacArthur type person blush. If it was a Christian saying it, but because it's James, he gets a pass. Except for. James Lindsay now is actually starting to go after these Christian nationalists who want to really remake America in their own image, and now they're all fighting. So I I must say, me in the flesh, uh, I do love to see it. It's great. But that's who James Lindsay is, and that's who they're talking about here. Oh.
1: That's pleasant.
2: Well, that's, you a, mentioned that's that at the pastor's summit.
3: That's a move in a good direction. Oh, no. that's a move in a good direction. I would continue also that a financial
1: decision. That's my on guess. On
3: the basis of, of Boy, my dear. love and care for him as an image bearer of God, mm. with the hope that he would come to faith in Christ Jesus. Yeah. But I also recognize well, I feel like uh, as he pertains irregularly to the tends of social justice, with
1: compassion uh, and tenderness to image uh, he's bearers an of God.
3: <sighs> and and we can uh, I bet that's oh, what most of you know his based upon opponents the, the, think. The sovereign God and His grace. We can gain information from Him. While we probably would not fellowship with him, right? Uh, we, we're not going to be in the in the same spaces. I'm, I'm probably not going to bring him into my church
1: setting. When you right? say that, because atheists of, have no idea that, that what you're talking
3: about. Now, point. we can hang out, we can be friends, our, we just can't fellowship. But, but from a and they're like, huh? Okay. I mean, do I do I get, get that turning point, point no, that's, USA that's, that's money? Yes. are Those things. And one of the things I appreciate about know what you is, we can have check cashes, I'm agnostic. I've been in the room when he's had an non this conversation where pastors asked him and you, you seem to get all of this stuff about biblical worldview. What keeps you from being a Christian?
1: Okay. Just to clarify, biblical worldview is thoroughly theistic. I, I, I know it sounds edgy. <laughs> I was just going to say it because I know Virgil's trying to be gentle and kind to the, uh, Transphobe atheist. So he he's he's like, you sound like you have a biblical worldview. And he's like, well, I'm an atheist. It's a growing edge because you, too, are as bigoted as I am.
3: He said, "Now that, that'll remain in that room." But but he, he was very direct and 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 uh, and, and gracious uh, in his response. And those pastors, they did that not out of a, hey, I want to put, I want to get this atheist in my in my hip pocket and you know and and, and, yeah. and land the deal. But they did that out of a, out of a sincere love for him uh, and, and a desire to see him come to faith in Christ. There are lanes and categories where we're gaining information, knowledge from people who aren't inside the, the, the four walls of the church, forever, but who understand good. a biblical worldview to the degree Sovereign that they're indeed. able to express it specific we, we gain, we gather, we learn from, from what they're sharing in those spaces, but also maintain oh. the range of here's the church, here's who we are,
2: here's how we operate, and we separate those people. It was fascinating to see people's reaction knowing that uh, Dr. James Lindsay was going to be at our pastor's summit because uh, I love how Charlie so I just went right on this. to
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so Turning Point Faith is, is really building out. They're trying to become this big this big tent uh, that will house more charismatic, more reform type people under really the unification of these political issues. So that's why when Virgil talks earlier about, you know, working with people who he might not agree with theologically, he's not talking about folks who would hold a different view about you know issues that that he thinks are non-negotiables, like if you're pro-choice or not, you know, politically. He's talking about things like maybe a Sean Foy type who's more charismatic, who would who would argue that maybe um, you know, um, the spiritual gifts are still alive and well today. But because they both unite underneath of this umbrella of fighting the demonic left, Virgil will then say, oh, well, we can work together here. So I say that because they Turning Point Faith has pastors conferences now, where they invite hundreds of pastors to attend these, these gatherings to really uni- unite and unify over this far-right ideology. And James Lindsay was invited to one of them, and that's what they're talking about here.
1: Well, I think this is a good time to remind everyone that you two can come to uh it's not really a pastors conference but theology beer camp this fall oh. and uh hang out with Tim and I we will we will uh we're we definitely prefer people that are full of the spirit because it is beer camp but yes uh, also you don't have to be uh if you'd like to be notified when said uh event is opened up you can go to theologybeer.camp um we will Well, I I just want Virgil to know that um I'm more than welcome to have him come and and actually talk about the Bible, like what's in it, what's in it, like what's in the Bible, not just about being biblical. Um, And uh, if he wants, we will actually take, we won't mess with our chakras before he gets there. We'll take all the essential oils and tarot cards out of the sanctuary and we'll make sure no one's wearing um, red, red. And yeah. yeah, Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to give the invitation
0: and we will. Oh, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Cool. Did you hear what I said? No, I didn't. (laughs) I said, and we'll take off all of our pentagram jewelry as well.
1: Yeah, but not my underwear. That's my, I don't, I don't want him. I I I, mean, he's not going to (laughs) check. He's not going to check, but if you. I don't judge. Yeah. And honestly, they usually just have unicorns and stuff on it. So it's.
2: On stage, like, we believe in the Nicene Creed. We believe in the inerrancy of it, Scripture. I, we believe I, that Christ it, is he loves and He's our Lord. Uh, all, these other little theological oh, differences, like. Figure it out yourself. But we are going to bring some people together. Right. And there were some people that said, I don't even want to go to this thing right. because James Lindsay's going to right. be there. Right. But if you were actually there, and it seems like there's places like you're not going to give them the pulpit. Right. But there is ways that we can meet together as believers and be like, hey, this guy is the foremost scholar sure. in CRT. Sure. Four most scholars in the church the last couple years just right. because of the pandemic. Kid and George, the like, this is stuff that's been in your theory. church for about a decade yeah. anymore. Right, and like uh, it's not just Crenshaw. seeped into the church. Really it's <laughs> flooding, White right? Ass and people James are teaching oh. from this this worldview of so specialist. Right? So Expert someone like James Lindsay, I think scholar. he would change people's minds sure. a, a little bit. Yeah, it's like, I we, pr- I, we prayed for
1: him, too, yeah, which I think is which important. is
2: good. I, I think
3: if, I, if, if it, no. no one called me to ask me my opinion, they on gave that, money to but the if atheists I would, if, if I were in y'all's shoes, I probably would have taken the pastor summit piece off of it. Yeah, I, I probably yep. would have said, okay, because if it's a pastor summit, standards it, it, it communicates something specific. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that that communication it probably got convoluted you. in the minds yeah. of those who heard it, and they had a reaction to it. I probably would have taken that title off of it, maybe. He's
1: suggesting that because he knows how big of a big of a collection of sheep they have. He's like, we can't have the atheist who's also a transphobe at the pastors' conference because all of our people are so blind and go along with whatever we say. They might accidentally be like, but this atheist has a biblical worldview,
3: so could I be a biblical atheist?
2: That isn't confusing to other people. And something that, if we're talking about, I
1: mean, I know Christian atheists.
2: Not like uniting the people of different they don't have biblical worldviews bits and pieces of what's going on uh, with culture, what's going on in worldview, what's going on with uh, people that are scholars in certain fields. I loved how Bodie broke it down. Yeah, in thought lines saying like there's some books that I'm gonna read that aren't technically Christian books, right? but they can break down yeah. on specific topics. Whether it's
1: psychological bookmarks environmental, I don't know if you've uh, got It's
2: gonna be an interesting perspective. I have what's a whole bunch world, of Bible verse bookmarks. How do we make sure that oddly we, enough, all from we don't first use Peter. those as additions to what we have in the Word? I like,
1: slide them in like, when uh, I read. Make sure
2: that it can almost even just get caught up in the, like, it's not going to illuminate the oh, word, earlier, God's going to illuminate the Virgil's word for us, but the how do Bible's we use those things not just as an addition? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think we do it alongside. I think, one, script,
3: Scripture is, is definitely the, the, the primary source from which all truth we, we, we gather. Um, that's in one category. But... The, the, the Bible's not going uh, to uh, tell me how, how to do how background noise a woman's pregnant having a baby it's not, gonna, it's not going to give you surgery there are places in space where we're going to have to go to I was like, like oh no, uh, no no it's just like a about, yeah. about how things function that are part of the world we're going to have to We've done that, and so so to, to to understand the place and the role, kind of like what I said with the, with the individuals, understand the place and the role that they function yeah. uh, uh, under God's category of, of, of j- just a generalized grace that that He provides. Uh, we can understand that, know that that, that common grace that, that God gives us, that we can understand the ideas, race. thoughts, surgery. Oh, yeah. uh, One of the things I, I, I really love about yeah. them is the way they demonstrate grace, but that common grace.
1: grace
3: that <laughs> <from> <laughs> and then then yeah. the Bible, By which calling is them baby God's killers revelation of to you and I, I am. Uh, so that we can come to a knowledge of so our need humans, for Him, our need humans, for, not uh, for repentance, for
2: p- placing our faith in, in Christ Jesus. Recor- we can talk mate, about a lot me. of the wrong no in the world. We can have a lot of doom and gloom. Noah, you uh, we can have a lot of reactionary videos and stuff that just takes off on social media. But
0: what what's entire a few things that church okay. is doing now, we really
2: do what well we right do. now? Yeah, because yeah. there's evil that is penetrating the church oh. and minds evil. and souls right I mean. now. But we know even the Barna Group put together um, some great research and said like 70 percent, just about 70 percent of charitable giving was from Christians. Right. What are some other good things the church yeah. is doing? Well, I, what, what I'm witnessing in the places where, where
3: I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm watching people, A, become informed, um, and what they're after now, more than anything, is they're, they're Just after the fight. Uh, you know this example percent definitely well, where, where all Dr. of us, John McCarron, who stood that he did about about not capitulating to to what so the governor of, the of California said about all his church being closed. Well, they confessed. Jesus uh, as he Lord took that stand, and what what resulted of that? Were people from everywhere said, uh, "Oh, there's light." There. They don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. They don't know how, how that data, data works stand. out. Do I'm going to leave where count I am and go where they are? Of the My church isn't following that lead, or my church is just on And what you're seeing is Wait, an exodus of people
0: Hold on, you have to pause this. who have are to pause saying, This, this I'm is important. So, no. what Virgil is saying yeah, here. Important yeah. is important is the adjective. <laughs> It is trip for our purposes, so what Virgil's saying here is that is that what, part of what the church is doing good is how John MacArthur did not shut down his church and capitulate to the governor in California during covid yeah um, and, and essentially did not go woke. so so again, this is just part of Virgil's ethic of of what the good in the church is is by you know not shutting down mass gatherings during a worldwide pandemic that killed yeah. millions of people.
1: Because, no, he, you know MacArthur we keeps them. it open. He keeps it open. He's like, Covid, yeah. keep it open. That's Kitty right. touchers keep it open, actually ordain them. That is how MacArthur, because sovereignty, biblical Christianity, don't, Damn. do you want to worship Satan? Come
0: That's on. Right. That's right. You're making so much sense to your trip. That's exactly. You what just I mean.
1: wait. If I, if I need money, I'm going to convert. I'm going to write a book, go on tour. And then I'm going to write the, I'm going to film it. And then I'm going to tell everyone, uh, it was like a Borat trip does <laughs> trip does right wing Borat. I love it true believers are.
3: I, I think those true churches believers. that are demonstrating that they're willing, in spite of what culture is saying, to stand on the truth of Scripture, are beginning to draw even other people to them. And in that way, we're seeing church growth take place. I think as more believers are, are continuing to be informed yeah. by the Word of God, we'll see more warriors like yourself, yeah. uh, like what we're trying to do at Just Thinking, oh, uh, yeah. stand for that truth and become a light to the rest I of, think the of the world. The data so I, I think, I think good churches are American rightly informing, religion. are rightly educating, are rightly discipling. Uh, younger I people. Know, well, you're well seeing not, that as a result of what we've blowing. seen here, with the work in that you all are doing with TPUSA and, these and, guys, and the faith division. You're, you're seeing those yeah. people being drawn out and saying, hey, I'm
2: willing to fight for this. I'm willing to take a stand for this. I think those kinds of things are what the church is doing right now. In your opinion, what's the biggest problem facing the church right now in America? Yeah. I think the biggest problem oh. is the issue of, of social critical race theory. Mm. The, the, the social justice issue
3: has what? infiltrated <laughs> every facet. It's social not just justice. ethnicity. Uh, it's gender, uh, it's sexuality, it's everything. Fa- and, and when one and when it's one dies down, when, when a George Floyd is, is kind of has, has kind of lost the, the news cycle, some other aspect of, of transhumanism picks up. Transhumanism. What does that even issue mean? the conversation about transhumanism picks up. So it's, it's, a, it's an endless, endless, endless cycle of, of kind of ongoing nonsense that Man, we're
1: involved Oh, Steve Bannon does this whole transhumanism thing and, uh, well, he takes like, uh, the, the tech futurist types, uh, transhumanism and then connects it to the global cabal and, uh, Davos and stuff. And so there, the, uh, he connects the dots between everything they fear. Um, look, I had a certain family member during lockdown mentioned Steve Bannon and I might've listened to his podcast for about three months and got like, I could not believe how many people listen to that podcast a lot. And it is crazy. Like it is straight up crazy. And I like before January 6th, I was talking with, um, the Diana, uh, Diana Butler Bass and I, and I'm, uh, we were on this call, like so me, her and Brian. And we were, working on something in the future. And I'm like, I think junk's going to get crazy tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, I mean, it could be weird. Or when I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, do y'all listen to Steve Bannon? And I like sending her a clip of him. And, you know, and he's basically like, you better be there. Junk's going to get real. Totally. And, uh, um, you know, I, it is, it, it, like when you listen to Steve Bannon enough, which I, mean, I don't, I just, I, I check in every once in a while, you know, just yeah. to see where, you know, what that Facebook post right. came on? from. Right. Yeah. Like you realize that part of what he's doing is giving a big picture where a group of people who feel deeply resentful about the changing nature of the world and deeply fearful can ultimately become its hero by demonizing and destroying everything that makes you uncomfortable. And then somehow that's related to Jesus. But, but like, when you see a big picture, then all these little things, when people pick it up, you're like, oh, ooh, and um, I just, you know, I, oh, I think some of those families of evangelicalism, uh, that when you look at the generations, it helps the whole thing make sense. Where you're like Billy Graham, you're like, yeah, he thought maybe God was going to take out uh, New Orleans because it was full of gays. Right. And uh did some uh said lots of anti Semitic things on when talking to yeah. President Nixon and, and so but you know, like um but he had standards, you know. He only was really horrible uh in the closet on a few issues later in life. He kind of regretted some of it. And then he had a son named Franklin. And right. Franklin was like Do you know about the army of Satan? Right, hold and my beard, Dad. He's like, as long as I keep handing out uh like shoe boxes of stuff from the Dollar Tree at Christmas, I have a platform to uh, to level up the crazy. Same thing with the Fall Wells, right? And so the, the like thinking about those families and how the generations go, I think is a good. Uh, I feel like I checked out and didn't really have lots of contact with evangelicals. With the original generation, you're like, ah, oh, Jerry Falwell made crap up just to rally people up because not enough people wanted to be segregationists. And then he's like, oh, I'll, I'll try pro-life, blah, 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 blah. It's called right. history. Well, right. then then his son is like, I'm not even really religious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but right. Uh, my lawyer is going to help Trump out and I'm going to help him out. And then, uh, you know, like, anyway, is but, but like, what. The thing that drives me nuts is like just a little bit of investigation about the history of any of it or like the actual scholarship about any of these things. Then you kind of like giggle about their confidence, you know. So the mathematicians, the secret uh, guru of CRT. I, I,
0: I would I would laugh more if so many people didn't take it as gospel. And then do and then be so active in their communities to advocate for this stuff, you know that's what scares me the most because you're right like it's a historical if, if i the person with no college degree can read enough books to understand how nonsensical this is it's obviously not very deep to go beneath the surface here but so many christians or evangelicals don't and they just take this as congruent uh it is interesting to me that again we hear this whole time about a biblical worldview then virgil drops transhumanism and social critical theory what are we talking about here i don't understand where we're going with any of this it just seems like a word salad of trigger words to make his base go yeah Biblical. It, 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 it ultimately is empty underneath of it.
3: Problem is, in most and most of the churches that are pragmatic and their approach is pragmatic. What we're seeing is the, the idea of who's not for justice. I'm for justice. Well, they, they adopt the social to the justice and it becomes something totally, to, totally just, just discombobulated from a standpoint Whoa. of what biblical justice actually what is. The
1: social biblical the justice, justice Tim.
3: always is operated on the framework of, of who God is and his righteousness and the fact that he's holy, holy, holy.
1: Just to clarify, yes. biblical justice is more edgy than socialism. Just, I mean, for complete forgiveness of debt, uh, right. Every seventy right. years, redistributing right. land so right. each family and community can sustain themselves off of the land that is God's, not theirs, because the Bible is finds property rights problematic. I um, mean, there are so many things about like where you are just like, have you read it? Come on, every like, year I, I, he read every year, but that's how you know you know that Kool Aid is uh, is spiked because yeah. they. It, it, the same thing with like, oh well, biblical marriage, and you are like. I don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you want that right it's like <laughs> right, right. It, it and it's b- because they act like it, it part of the problem i think is yeah. there's a different like you could have a real argument for wanting conservative family values and things it's just when you ask people to like could you be dumb with me and pretend that's what's in the bible right. Th- then you go like well what's going on here because you, you could say like i think humanity peaked when we were still segregated and women couldn't vote, and like rich white guys ran America, and we were starting to benefit from the post World War II economic situation, and we didn't recognize that global capitalism was a new stage of imperial domination, and we weren't aware that our habits of consumption and dominance were undoing the ecosystem and its ability to thrive with life. Like maybe that was like what you think peak world is, MAGA style. But, right. the, it, but the idea that you're like, no, 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 it's biblical. And you're like, I don't know. I, 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 I just don't think you've read it. And then your kids right. are like you supporting Donald Trump. Like I thought we were against this. And then they, I don't like read a book out of the right. Bible. Right. And they're like, raise their hands. Have you considered the Sermon on the Mount? Ah, uh, Jesus ain't no hippie son. And they are <laughs> right. like, no, I'm I, no, I'm Jesus. is Jesus. Right. Right. Like
0: sounds like hippie. Marxism to me. It's like, <laughs> it's, like okay. it's a
1: gateway drug. It's a gateway <laughs> right. drug. Right. A, right, uh, it's a slippery slope into relativism.
0: Well, I think what well, I think what what proves what you're saying is that when Donald Trump Jr. at last year's America Fest said, "I know, I know, Jesus says turn the other cheek," but it hasn't worked, I mean, and we have to change up our strategy. And people applauded it. You're like, okay, there. I mean, there's your smoking gun of like it's not about yeah. this quote unquote biblical ethic that you say it, you're standing on. It's really about about reimagining. Um, the, even the definition of biblical, to, to yeah. really fit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: you do, you, next time, uh, you bring that up, you should say, well, you're like, well, I don't know if I would call this the smoking gun, but it's absence, right. you know, <laughs> I guess what he's really mad is that Jesus didn't shoot
0: nobody. <laughs> right, right, Exactly.
1: Uh, that we worship a thrice holy god uh,
3: and, and our understanding of his oh holiness god. causes us to but desire his thrice. righteousness his goodness uh, when you try Hashtag to attach that to some man-made Dustin ideology fan. and then attach right social justice to it and allow that because of a low view of scripture that's permeated church Both culture view. to infiltrate Both our churches. churches that is a devastating it so uh, imp- has a devastating like, impact. I don't think you're we should
2: redistribute land because it's in really in hard to establish 11,000 people at the convention center here in Phoenix and you're talking about how biblical justice is not social justice. Right. How many people are there? 11,000, Tripp. 11,000. We get to call this. Yeah. And you even have some people that are like, I'm a Christian. I feel like I'm squirming a little bit. Like, right. what, what is this going to be? What do you want people to take away from that talk you have on stage yeah. with those amazing men? Again, I, I
3: get to play my role as a moderator in that yeah. context. Uh, man, my, my hope is that they walk away anchored in the fact that Scripture is Sufficient scripture is sufficient to deal with every issue, every facet of culture that we see, uh, whether it's CRT, whether it's LGBTQIA, What I love your of your the facial issue
0: reactions they bring me joy. Open the
3: Bible. There is an answer. Open the and Bible. once we understand Open the Bible is a great have idea, on it, we need to be bold in our articulation. It so is a great you're idea. See on that stage Do it. Are three men who I'll get the chance to moderate are, who are bold yeah. about their proclamation of truth. And so uh-huh. I'm
2: excited to come alongside them and to hear what they have to say and, and to witness their impact on this large audience as we wrap up and we're talking about witnessing how do we witness to people that are maybe diving into the gonna, pro-choice? They're diving into guess this isn't the best whether way they're, it. I believe that they're trans themselves or call they're them trying to be an ally yeah. of that. You have all these theories Works every and time. these ideologies that we've does, talked about. How do when you they're trying to be be an ally? Because, I mean, obviously <laughs> the way I see it, you know, the best way to love these people is give them the truth. Sure, But you also yeah. can't just beat them yeah. down and be sure. like, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Sure. Like, read, read this thing. Because yeah. Yeah. people, are they're, they're going to close up.
0: Yeah, can call like, well, more I dogs like on your Instagram?
2: Yeah, oh, and they're judgmental, yeah. Yeah. or they're bigoted. How do you witness those? Well, at the end of the day, you've got to pull
3: back and say, you know what? I, I, let me look at my own condition. Uh, I, I always say this: that, that scripture, scripture is first a mirror, uh, and then it's a window. Yeah. So <laughs> Why?
0: Why are you pausing here? Scripture
1: is first a mirror. Uh, well, I just I feel like he was being very honest. That it is a mirror. He opens it up and finds himself. <laughs> I just, I just, he had that one. He broke through the truth a minute ago. I just, like, <laughs> he opens it up and he's like, "Wow, it's me, Virgil, and all my prejudice projected right back at me." I'm going to act as if it's God.
3: <sighs> yeah. If, if I'm looking at the pages of scripture I've got to first and myself a and recognize that I' I'm, I'm a sinful uh, sinner who needs a savior uh, that I'm a sinful that, that I'm a train wreck mess that apart from the grace of God that's me I'm that person struggling with the issue of sexuality uh, struggling with, with with the issue of, of you know who to marry or who to love he is or struggling if I, with I should love or how to do all those things that that it, again apart from God's grace that's me uh, if I start there and recognize that this person is an image bearer uh, created in the image of God uh, that we have we have specific dignity, love, and respect for, we have to operate, before we enter in the gospel conversation, operate from that framework. I'm usually engaging those people by saying, I know you desire for me to see you as this LGBT or some aspect of your sexuality. I know you desire for me, but, but the Bible that I believe in actually has a higher view of you than you currently have for yourself. And that view is that you were actually created in the very image of God. Uh, if you understand that, you also need to understand how yeah, I mean, separate from autonomy. that position in creation.
0: you how you need to be seen. Oh... <laughs> uh, I don't know how people hear this and think, Oh, this is so congruent all the way through.
1: I don't I don't know, Tim. Look, he's almost done. It he's
0: almost, is Both.
1: Um it's fine. I feel like it's just, you gotta pull the bandaid off.
3: That we are separated from God as a result of our own sin. Uh, We we are are indeed sinners in need of a savior. Uh, The fact that God came, lived a perfect life, died a death, he did deserve on the cross, is is emblematic of the fact that he loves you enough to ransom you, to redeem you, and for you to have the opportunity to repent of sin, place your faith in Christ, and reclaim the the, the rightful place that he had for you as a result that took place before the fall. All of those things need to be in place uh, for you to have that conversation. But it never, it never. That conversation is never apart oh. from the very gospel itself. What's happening though is we're seeing Man, churches run away from that message. Beautiful of, of malnutrition, those kinds of The volume the of drinking would uh, and again, there's no, there's no. Pro, there's no if we do this approach, again, no we got to a drinking gonna, game.
2: That's going to save
3: people. It's yeah. it's the gospel.
1: No smoke of Jesus. and mirrors, and, and definitely no so
3: weed many smoke.
2: Mega church pastors, and like we'll, we'll call out the wrongs there, and then there's some yeah, great mega church pastors, but there's some people out there. They're like, I don't know if I want to talk about sin right. or like I don't know if I really want to get into no. this expository teaching sure. uh, oh. I want to inspire people sure. and then all we're doing is just creating this apathy that, uh, or this idea of you just pray a certain amount or you almost do the certain sure. amount of work so like you know God's going to bless you like right. you, you want those Try shoes that I'm wearing <laughs> right. you want this jacket I'm wearing I do want you got on bro <laughs> hey I'm going gonna, gonna to get you this one <laughs> I'm going to get you that
0: <laughs> one oh. says, God is greater than um, government as he works for an organization
2: Organization, organization is, uh, built so on trying to change the government for their power and control, right right. get that in mind. And uh, obviously when you have a redefinition of all these terms, this right. idea of love, there's a new redefinition of marriage that the right. government's trying to push. Um, so many people are focused on what God is against or what Christians are against. Right. How do we get people to understand what God yep. is I agree. for and right. how they find that. peace yeah. and value and know that their identity is not in those things like their sexual yeah. I, mean, I think, I think hey, what you, you said was that all what God, these God is for want is what He's for. Here comes up right mirror.
3: Their appeal is, is not, to the, not to the God of Scripture, but their appeal is to moralism. Mm. Uh, they want yeah. people to live more rightly than wrongly. Yeah. Uh, and if so, then they feel like they can inspire what they're building in those instances are their own kingdoms. Uh, they're not building the kingdom of God. Building that kingdom under themselves, and ultimately that kingdom will fall and fail. Yeah. Um, at, at the end at of the day, when, when we think about how, you know, how, how how do we how do we tell you people know, about the goodness are, of God? I these think in mega the same church ways preachers that we are too, uh, and, 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 uh, and that we go back to what Scripture has to say. We we, we, we that aren't mean enough. They're just building their own I mean, kingdom. This, the, the, the word of God. Mainland been responsible, in, in large us. part, the Judeo-Christian view of the world has been in Someone part, should ask him if he for, thinks for Pope Francis is a Christian. We oh, States, right? for sure. uh, if we understand it had the magnitude to do that, how much more can it do in the heart of an individual? The
0: Pope a Christian well,
3: I, I, To what, what God's word has I, to say about about I, how, mm, how to live their lives, yeah. about about what they should do about marriage, about what they should do about relationships, uh, about where they should work, and, and what that work should be. It should be something that that is used to glorify the God who created them. Um, those are the kinds of things we have to
2: Point back to. Well, no. oh. I'm encouraged by you. Thanks so much thanks, for
3: joining us. Man. I can't
1: wait to oh. see you on stage. Well, thanks. I'm yeah. not That's be very encouraging. Strip, you, did me it. Me.
0: you did uh, it. I can't.
1: That's all you, I got.
0: You did it.
1: That was horrible.
0: How do you feel?
1: I, I'm disgusted. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Go ahead. I want to just say two things, Tim. Go ahead. Two God. things. Go ahead. Um, if you are an individual who thinks that one that's a faithful description of the demands of God revealed in scripture it's not and if you've always been told that don't worry there's like millions of other Christians who also roll their eyes and consider uh, having a drinking problem while watching it and um and and so like the there's definitely not the most beautiful, compelling, truthful uh, depiction of the faith. Uh, the, the the second thing I would say is that um, if that's what you know and you are uncomfortable with it and are asking the ethical questions and such that they are basically minimizing you for doing, um, maybe go hang out with the other parts of the body of Christ who are... Um, those intuitions are, 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 are recognized as God's call for the flourishing of the whole community. And uh, I know a lot of people spend a lot of energy and end up more and more hurt because they refuse to leave a place that has already left them behind. Mm. And I think one of the things just after getting done with this is like, what, well, what's the point in hanging out in there, that room? Right. Like right. when you use the, the room metaphor and it's not because you actually have to leave your faith or the church uh, behind to leave it. It's just like you, if you open a window and go uh, like almost all the other rooms smell better. Mm-hmm. You know, that one's like the, when you use the basement image regularly. Yeah. yeah, Well, that one's like a molded, funky basement. And uh, and maybe it's so dark down there. They have trouble reading the Bible. So, (laughs) you know, it's just a mirror before it's a window. And I, my, my, like, I, I just worry, like, I is such a, uh, yeah, if I, I would totally, I would rather be an atheist who's not a CRT expert who happens to be a mathematician
0: uh, (laughs) than (laughs) be whatever the foremost leading scholar on CRT trip. The The foremost foremost scholar. Oh, Um, Tim. You know, Here's my final thought on this. I've watched this. This is my, my second time watching it through. Um, you know, I grew up in this world of like John MacArthur. I grew up uh in, in a place that was heading in this direction that we see now with this turning point. And stuff in this kind of—I um, I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but they call it a logic. Although I have a hard time finding the logic, but I can tell you that I've read a lot of these books. You know, I've read Vodi uh, uh sorry Vodi Va- 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 uh book, Fault Lines, which claims to have the smoking gun to explaining why, why the Bible rejects social justice. I've listened to people like Virgil Walker talk. I've listened to their arguments, and I—I I really struggle still to understand what the hell they're talking about and why these things are so incongruent them uh and so i agree with you trip i mean part of the work that we do is trying to find better ways forward but this is the stuff that if you don't know any better this is all christianity is and so i think a lot of people are in that basement and they are just taught from a very early age that hey if you walk uh, if you walk up the stairs and out the front door it's a desert wasteland where you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna um you're gonna um draw. You're gonna die of, dehy- of of dehydration uh from not having God's objective truth anymore. You know what I mean? And like it's it, it's tricky when you're in there, but once you leave, it's like, how was I ever down there for so long? Because yeah, yeah. none of it makes sense. Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I just it, 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 a lot of that is funny to me in the sense of. Uh, uh, how much effort did you put in before you decided this is what the truth was about x y and z like that part's shocking the right. inability to distinguish um a relatively uh recent intensification of the ugliest part of one part of American <laughs> politics like from Jesus is scary mm-hmm. uh, but the i I feel. When I see that stuff about how many people them and those they represent, how much fear they live in, and and how much they want, how much they need control over so many things around them in order to feel safe, yeah. And so, like the way they went weird on the notion of sovereignty, the way they demonize everyone, they're like, "Oh, we're being gentle" and all that. Like to me, I, I I just feel bad. Like, I feel bad for them. Like, I don't, that doesn't, to me, sound like, I don't hear that and think, I bet they're enjoying their life. I have thought that about evangelic Like, if, I've thought, well, if I wasn't so worried about all these random nerdy things and just had a much more simple, gleeful faith, that'd be great. I don't know how to do it.
0: Right, but, right, right.
1: That does not seem, uh, that is not attractive to me. Like, mm. I have some family members who have beautiful lives or better people than me and think it's weird how much time I spend thinking about science and philosophy and other things. And I'm like, oh, that, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. They just seem nervous, scared, and fearful. Yeah. And um, on top of, like, just the things that seem kind of straightforwardly problematic or uninvestigated.
0: Yeah.
1: And so the, I don't know what... um. I don't even know what the proper response is to to that. It would be different if you were talking to them um, one-on-one, but the way they have orchestrated so much media and attention and people towards this cause that seems so driven by anxiety, fear, and resentment. Mm -hmm. um, Like I'd like to just at the same time go, I feel sorry for them. And like, I have a hard time identifying the work of Jesus and the work they're engaged in. Right. But yeah. I could really be wrong. Like I don't I don't I just I don't think if I don't think my wrong where in whatever ways I'm wrong, uh like <laughs> I don't think they're gonna turn out to be right. I can think of lots of other options that could be more accurate. So I, I don't know. So, I don't, it's it's a hard feeling, you know, feeling the uh, way. About. You know,
0: be, being there for four days at that event and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to the point you – know, and people knew I was coming. I mean, you know, this this the director of Turning Point Faith knew I was coming. They were all incredibly cordial and kind to me. I mean people – It was very humanizing. Um, it's a very human, uh, uh, humanizing experience to be in this place of like, right? They're not robots. They're human beings made in the imago dei, and they're they're human. They have preferences. We 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 connect over other issues like marriage and you know just just normal life stuff. And so there's that side of it to me that really shaped how I respond to this. At the same time, what they're advocating for is so is so dangerous to so many people outside of their group like they are targeting people groups and they're demonizing them and arguing for legislation and 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 mentalities that are are specifically aimed at minimizing the rights of others in the name of God and it doesn't take a very deep reading of history to know how how that combination oftentimes plays out usually it's violence usually it is harm of other people and so it is a weird place for me to be in the spot of like okay Johnny Hunt, who we, uh, um, I'm sorry, not Johnny Root, not Johnny Hunt, Johnny Root, who we just talked about in this video, who was, who was the guy on the right. I've met him, we've talked, we've chatted, you know, we've shook shaken hands. I've talked to him privately, human being. But also, he's posting this stuff that I'm like, dude, how do you claim to follow the way of Christ? And then you see no problem calling people who are bisexual horn dogs right or 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 telling people that no black people aren't persecuted it's it's christians it's like what are we talking about here so that's where i struggle with a lot of this because it's so harmful but it's they're still human beings and i believe once you start going down the same road they do of dehumanization it puts you on the same path that ultimately if you're not careful you'll become you'll become the same thing you're trying to fight so hard not to be
1: yep so well anyway uh this has been a blast. I like Good. hanging out with you. Um, I, I did, did not enjoy the podcast, <laughs> but uh, I am interested in what the uh, uh, what the people think about this yes. format. Yes. Feel free to suggest ideas and changes. Yeah. Um, I would love feedback. I have no idea what would happen if the podcast was more than 38 minutes long.
0: I try to do one under an hour for you. I knew this one was going to be a heavy, you know, foray into this idea. But I would love feedback from people because if if it was helpful for them, there's a lot of other, even more theological, you know, conversations yeah. in this world that I think would be good to unpack. Frankly, so. yeah.
1: Well, those would be fun if we do. Like, and, and if you tell me what the topic is, I want to watch it in advance. Then like i can make sure like the kind of things where you hear other perspectives from the church on the theology yeah. side or whatever you know and we can we can have them there to talk but, sweet all righty thanks Trip. everyone thanks for hanging out